Just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I'm Carl Hartley. And I'm Max Peterson. We have been off for two weeks. I know. You guys didn't miss an episode, but Carl and I haven't seen each other for a while. It's been a minute. I've missed you. Hands in. Hands, Hands in. in. It's so good to be oh back, Oh, my Carl. God. It's so it's good just, to be back. Good energy. I was I was speaking to Daniel about it yesterday. I'm like, I'm so excited to get back Anytime in the FZK go, and yeah, like man. just do this. If we're, we got a beehive in the FZK right now. Sitting sometimes right next bakery to and beehivery. We're in, in apiary. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the, where monkeys hang out? No, I don't know. And no, not monkeys. That's where apes hang out. <laughs> we also do have an ape cage now. <laughs> We've done so many Planet of the There's Apes. So many things happening. <laughs> we're, we're a farm and conservatory, sometimes bakery <laughs> podcast studio. <laughs> Frank Zappa in his in his <laughs> wonderful uh, uh, burial ground somewhere is going. Right. Mm-hmm, I appreciate this. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was gonna say he's rolling in his grave, but probably he's just like thumbs he's up. Like, <laughs> He's yeah, like, he's like, Joe's Garage got nothing on this. He's like, you guys are doing this shit right. <laughs> we try to honor the memory of Mr. Mr. Exactly. Zappa. All right, so today... Oh man, I'm, we're still di- we're still like chest deep in Roger oh, Corman. <laughs> this will represent the, what the first of the second month of the. This is the last episode of the first month. Okay, cool. The next one will be the Jesus first episode of the second Christmas. month. So to wrap up our first month of Roger Corman. I feel like we're going out strong. I think we for, are. For month one. So today we are talking about X, the man with X-ray eyes. Directed by Roger Corman, 1963. Director of photography. Uh, I, I got some extra stats because this movie was very impressive from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Director of photography is Floyd Crosby. Music once again by Mr. Exotica himself, Les Baxter. I want all of his shit on vinyl, man. A lot of, well, yeah, you can get a lot of it on vinyl on Amazon. I think I've seen some at RPM, mm-hmm. and most of the CDs are available. Now that I know the name to look for, I'm like, all right. Les Baxter. It is perfect Tiki Lounge music, man. Right? Not this soundtrack. This soundtrack is very ooky, spooky, and weird. There's a lot of But no, it's that 60s weird, kind of funky, jazzy. And we can talk about like the most swinging house party you've ever seen. We'll get to it. We will. All right. So, starring Ray Milland as Dr. Xavier, him and his gifted eyes. Uh, Diana Vanderblis, Harold J. That's probably not it. Oh, Harold J. Stone, John Hoyt, and Don Rickles. Mr. Rickles. Mr. Rickles pops Mr. up in Mr. here. Mr. Act with all your face Rickles, dude. <laughs> add extra face extra to your face. face to your to your he has extra upper lip. I love, <laughs> fucking love Don Rickles. You're like, where man. did you get it? He's always just a little sweaty. He's got the flop sweat. Yep. Suit doesn't quite fit him. Oh, he always looks just kind of <laughs> shitty. I love it. <laughs> the tie is all like. Right. You're like. I, uh, Mr. Xavier, you should. Why don't you look at? Give Don Rickles give Don a look. Rickles Tell a look. him what's wrong <laughs> right. with him. Your tie is all fucked. Jack. Yeah, he's just like uh, this old lady. You've got a spina bifida. He turns to Don Rickles. He's like, Oh my Boy. god! And Rickles is like, What? What do you see? What do you see? And he's like, The horror. <laughs> Never appear before me again. Right. <laughs> Just tell me when people are here and don't exactly. fucking. That's why I didn't want him to come in the room. He's like, if I you never come in these rooms, I like, have to look at that fucking I'm, tie one more I'm time. If I'm chilling out and you walk in here with your weird monster body and your strange <laughs> face, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. So you stay out of my rooms. Anyway, we're ta- <laughs> we're talking about X the man with X-ray eyes, dude. First, first up, mm-hmm. right out the gate, yeah. dark screen theremin. 
and a f- bloody fucking eyeball. Yeah, well, the ne- yeah, the next thing they do is they go whoop and they pan out or they they like zoom past and then there's a bloody torn out eyeball that on the just screen. sits there. I thought my disc like was broken. Yeah, me too. I was like, if it weren't for like the bit of noise, if the music, the music wasn't, if the yeah. theremin didn't change, I'd be like, oh, it's skipping. But it's it's like a. 60 second shot of a bloody eyeball So first little bit of, <laughs> of behind the scenes Business because this movie My notes are half about the movie And half about what was happening in the room it, While the movie was happening So you watched this and our next yeah, episode's I double, film I double featured with Danielle So we had a very lengthy rehearsal for Tommy Last night uh. and neither of us had ate Occasionally when you're in rehearsal, you forget to eat dinner. It just doesn't. It's not a thing that happens. Right. And when it's 11 o'clock and you're getting out of rehearsal, Taco Bell is like your only option. Unless you're going to go home and make a salad. But nobody fucking feels like doing that <laughs> when you just sure, had a three sure. and a half hour rehearsal. You snag dollar tacos. So dollar tacos from Taco, the Taco Bell, the, be, the, the, the best ever tacos you have had. So we get we get there we get the disc going i open up my big burrito i hit play <laughs> as i'm putting my mouth on the burrito big bloody eyeball i'm like fuck you corman <laughs> I don't even put the hot sauce on this anymore. It looked more like a bloody eyeball. You're looking down at it, and you're like, ah. I was already disappointed because it's kind of cold, shitty, been out since right, 8 right, o'clock right. Taco Bell. And the, like, that kind of, like, that bloodshot look that Taco yep. Bell already has. <laughs> exactly. You're like, just like, damn it. Mm, fuck. Take a big bite, and there's a big string. Out, I was like- fighting the barf the whole time, <laughs> dude. And I got a Crunchwrap Suprema burrito and a soft taco, so there was a lot of, there was a lot of barf. To- you had it. You dude, put Taco I, Bell I put, in like, 4,800 calories. In my soul, <laughs> and triple that in sodium. And triple that in sodium. Ah, oh, dude, uh, I don't know. But so it doesn't just end with the bloody eyeball, though, because you you see the bloody eyeball and you're like, this will this be our gross. opening yeah. credits. So then you're you're like, wow, that's probably that's probably peak right there. Good good shock. And then they cut to <laughs> how about a beaker full a, of a, a bubbling beaker, beaker <laughs> with a floating eyeball with a ragged ass optic nerve hanging off it is like floating around. <laughs> It's, I'm like, oh, perfect. I'm going to barf the like rest of the chunks of meat and shit, and the beaker's going all pink from the blood from the optic nerve, and you're yep. like, this is fucked. This is pretty like, gross. I'm, I, and I had watched this movie before. My grandma, my grandma, I was going to say loves, but that's wrong. Right. Grandma enjoys a good Roger Corman every once in a while. And so Bird and me and Grandma Linda watched this movie once. And oh, I, I remember her being like, ooh, that's just, too, that's, he is so <laughs> sick sometimes. And I was like, she's not wrong. That's an eyeball in a fucking vase. I like how grandmas talk about directors and other people like their old friends. Oh, sometimes he's just a little too goofy. Oh, Roger. Oh, Roger. One of my fa- okay. One of my all-time favorite things is when because my grandma calls me once a week and how are you doing, dear? Is everything okay? Yeah, grandma. Yeah. What are you reading, grandma? I'm reading this. What are you reading? Well, I'm reading this. Invariably, when she's like, "What are you reading?" I'm like, "Well, right now I'm reading uh, uh, Tropic of Cancer by Henry Miller." Oh, that awful thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best review I can ever get uh, right, from Grandma Linda. If Grandma Linda says, "Oh, that awful you're thing," like, you're this like, "Must be good." Apparently, I'm in the right column. Well, I was like, I was like, you know, I've been, uh, I've really been reading a lot of. I just watched a cool documentary on him, so I've started reading some of uh, William S. Burroughs' books. Did he write that Naked Lunch? I'm like, he did. Yeah, sure did. Oh, that horrible thing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm reading the right book. I'm reading a horrible thing right now. <laughs> what are you reading? Something upsetting to my grandma Linda? Ugh, flipping pages. <laughs> exactly. Let me read you this section, grandma. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> there's something about like being too subversive for your grandmother. For your gra- yes, which makes you feel like I'm doing it right. Exactly. <laughs> so this was. She loved. She loves this movie though. She really digs it a lot. Oh, that's freaking amazing. Uh. 
we so it gets even better by the way because so this movie is 1963 mm-hmm. and this movie is so 60s it's all 60s this all day baby pure 60s it's amazing because the a, next thing you see is purple hypno swirl yes with the opening credits the batman it. fucking coloring too <laughs> i expected bam bam <laughs> shazam i love i love theremin mm-hmm. i love a, the, anytime you see like a kind of poorly done hypno swirl yes. effect where it's like you're falling deeper into your screen <laughs> i'm watching i'm like i am uh-huh you're totally right yep that cardboard that is painted purple and white is making me fall into the screen. Absolutely. <laughs> it's It's working from where I sit. And while we're hypnotizing them, Carl, because we forgot to do it in our excitement, let's talk about the Patreon. Oh, shall we? Hypnotizing right. our patrons we're gonna, down there we're on Patreon. jump out for just a moment. So, if you like this show, if you like <laughs> these types of films, uh, you can head to patreon.com slash quillandfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. You can get full-length bonus episodes. We do a minimum of two per month. There is a metric shithouse full of them on the There's Patreon a lot right of them now. up there right now. We're like well over 20 bonus episodes. Yeah. Um, so we do sequels. Just, just from December of last year. <laughs> yeah, there's 20 20. from the month of December. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it took us a, almost a full year yeah. to record just the Patreon episodes for December. That was abs- that was kind of the wrong move. Carl. It, was, it almost well, we fucked learned, us up. We learned our lesson. We did. We did. Yeah. like. But to the benefit of our patrons. Okay, Carl. We've got one my more voice, lethal weapon in us. My vocal cords are trashed. How many more um, Patreon episodes do we have for 17. December? <laughs> You're like, well, we got to do all the diehards still, all the lethal weapons still. And five Exorcist movies. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> We've done Black Christmas too. Is that all we did? <laughs> right. Why am I so tired? <laughs> Just splashing coffee on right. your face, like, and you're like, all right. <laughs> so let's talk about Riggs and Murtaugh. <laughs> Wiping coffee right, out of your exactly. eyes. You got that weird coke nose going. I can't talk about Pesci anymore. <laughs> We're switching. We're switching. We're switching to Indiana Marin. Oh my god! So I've taken my robe. I've put my my robe on, on? and I've taken my robe off. off. So you uh, listeners, you have two drinks. <laughs> so anyway, over on the Patreon, you get shoutouts on the show, which we'll do right now. Excellent. Uh, we would like to thank our patrons, our our OG patrons, our longest, most loving patrons. We'd like to thank John Shiby. John, thank you so much, and Casey Shiby. Casey, thank you so much. You guys are keeping us afloat keeping us alive and uh i look because on patreon i can see like how much everyone's given oh in yeah, the yeah, lifetime yeah. There. you guys are going to be almost exclusively responsible for our first run of t-shirts amazing now we're probably looking at like the five month range we're starting to work with designers yep. and looking up stuff like that but we have our very first measuring flick uh measuring flicks t-shirts coming out soon coming soon. out this year so oh, thank you guys God. so much for making that possible you know who else made that possible carl it was connor sweeney Connor Sweeney, dude, you're making things happen. You're a mover and shaker in the world of cinematic podcasts. He is. <laughs> and a fantastic actor. He is also a very good actor. Speaking of which, we're going to be tapping him for some stuff. Exactly. Next. And that's another thing. Like on the Patreon, uh, down the road, you all will be responsible for producing some independent film projects, which is pretty cool. We it's do. not just we've, the podcast. We've it's got be... music projects coming up. We've got film projects coming up. Um, it's we, there's a lot of stuff that we mm-hmm. have. We have, there's a lot of irons we have in the fire. In an easy year. way and a good way to keep track of where all those irons are is to be a patron on the show. Yeah, because that's where the first place we're going to post 
like casting calls and things like that will be on the Patreon. Right. And Correct. then we'll bring it out to the rest of the world. Yeah, usually we'll give first crack to the first crack to the, to the producers. Yeah. And then uh, after just, that, just decided that on the show. Fuck it, we'll do it live. That, like, ma- that makes perfect sense yeah. to me, and I totally support that. <laughs> Good, thank God, because otherwise we'd have to write combat. Can you imagine if I'd been like, no, the no, fuck no? Are you talking about what? Just making calls now? All, break right, up all like, right. That's fine. Just break up on the air. <laughs> just that's it. You hear a mic fall over. I'm like. <laughs> Carl, that mic was $60. You're fucking paying for that. I'm sorry about that, I'm folks. sorry about that. So let me talk about this, this great Corman movie by myself. Asshole. <laughs> uh, we're not done shouting out No, we're not. Uh, let me think. Yeah, I do. It. Katie Clark. Mm-hmm. The, the bard with the hardest hands. I don't know. <laughs> thank you. Bard with the hardest hands. The hardest hands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Katie Clark, thank you so much for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. You know what's it. great about Katie Clark and, and many of our patrons right now? <laughs> She's usually one of the first to like or share or comment on any posts that we do over on Facebook. Sometimes I wonder if John has has alerts set up on his phone. So he can just say, quick, quick. Yeah, because I'll just be like, hey everyone, quick update. Carl and I are sitting down to record the new Patreon episode today post like by john check like, <laughs> that's awesome what the fuck yeah <laughs> I, I dig it i had a like notification pop up before, before you I posted, posted it <laughs> well how did he do that and then i see a post on there from john shabby i'm like do you have the password to my <laughs> patreon how how did how you, you how'd that? you get on that you know so if anyone can have honestly okay give it to john, john yeah, yeah. <laughs> We just start seeing weird, obscure film projects show up. <laughs> exactly. We're like, hmm. I, I guess we do. We let it ride. We let it ride. We, we put out a compilation DVD <laughs> of John's projects that just showed up on the Patreon. Um, and then we'd like, we'd always, obviously, love to thank Danielle Pelshaw. Happy two-year anniversary to you, my dear. They're not married yet, folks. But no. So this is. So I asked her to be my girlfriend two years ago today in the parking lot of the Old Town Playhouse. Do you realize after how a cute rehearsal you are? for Spam a Lot? Which is a show we met on. You know that, right? Yeah. Like the big capital C cute. Oh, God. There you are. I like, know. We make it's... people want to morph. <laughs> That's why I have this splash card on my mic. Seriously. Half of our episodes, you're like, and today is the day that I first picked the first <laughs> dandelion that I gave to Danielle. And I'm over here just like, <laughs> and then I wipe the barf off the, <laughs> like, the guard. So if the audio quality changes, Carl's usually said something about <laughs> like saccharine sweet about that amazing patron. She's fantastic. Daniel. She really, really is. And she makes the best spaghetti. <laughs> I can't wait to... Fuck that good spaghetti. <laughs> what was it? I eat the fuck out of that spaghetti. Whatever. I eat the fuck out of that spaghetti. I eat spaghetti. the fuck out of it. That was Danielle spaghetti. I'd eat the fuck out I'd of it. I'd eat the fuck out of it. <laughs> Gabe Hartley. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's wave two t-shirt from Red Shirt. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, we'd like to thank Kelly and Mike Wagner. Guys, thank you so much for making making this show possible, for keeping the lights on, and for bringing amazing spaghetti advertisement t-shirts <laughs> to the, to the yes. wider public. All right. Back into X the Man with X-Ray Eyes. So, dude. At, now, we've talked about just the opening credits, and mm-hmm. already we're delighted with how yes. 60s this this Shamsablamablama is. That's, and I'm glad you said Shamsablamablama, because that relates to my first note, which uh-huh. was, I love... 1960s films mm. of this type because of the way they set things up because they have to set things up quickly because it's is just a bit 19. longer than an episode of television so you've yeah. got to set up the premise who your good guy is what he's trying to do so all of your dialogue for this the is first shorter than most 
pilots now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is shorter than most pilots. <laughs> so the, in the 60s, their setups were like, we only can see or we can only can run. We can only go to the moon. So blah, 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 blah. Right. This is the problem. If only we could blah, 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 blah. This is like the, sh- the quickest up on your feet ever. Because, yeah, it's literally like state what the what the goal is. And if we could only do this, we could achieve that goal. Right. That's always a setup. If only we, uh, uh, if we could go to the moon, but and, if only we had a rocket fuel that and was... So, <laughs> and some of it, too, is specifically the quote... I'm going to call this a mad scientist movie. Oh, it is so a mad like, scientist. And a heroin addiction. Uh, oh, my God. I have a junkie note on yeah, here, too. It's, it's totally so awesome. Fucking, yeah. So... Uh, this is a mad scientist movie and one of the things I love about the setup for mad scientist movies in particular this one So the opening shot is Ray Milan's eyes and it goes uh, You hear a voiceover go look right and his eyes go Softly to the right mm-hmm. and something about he does a twitch under the right eye and then he comes back to forward and he goes Left and he looks left and it's like you know the bags you get under your eyes when you're really yes. sleepy Ray Milan has got those like some bags, yeah. he's got some for real bags, but and then he makes the left one twitch, and I don't know if like that's his eyes. It might just be his the musculature in his face how yeah, it operates. So, if it is, it's so fucking when the, great. It's to, amazing, yeah. dude. So when the eye when the eye doc, so he's getting his eyes examined, and the eye doctor goes, "Well, the musculature is perfect. Your vision's perfect." I'm like, "Did, did you not notice the twitches, dude? <laughs> right. Like those twitches. He looked like he was having hard time looking right and left. Like I think Ray Milan might be blind. Well, I, didn't think, <laughs> I also don't think he's a real eye doctor." Yeah, he's doing be- some weird eye rubbins. Yeah, when he does that, like- when he touches his eyeballs, he's like, like yeah, let, me massage let me just your- palpate the eyeball. Mm. Raymond's like, ow. They're the ow. right amount of squ- not squishy. Listen, doctor, it hurts when you press my eyes. <laughs> Why that are way. you squeezing my eyeballs? That, ow. For Jim. Jim, seriously, you need to stop. Pushing on my actually, Jim. His name is Jim. His name Dr. Is Jim. Mo- Ray Milan's name is all doctors are named Jim, really. Of course. So, dude, when I, I, my first thought, because I watched this this morning. Yes. Ray Milan's eyes, like that shot of his eyes, looks like if you added like 30 years to your face. Yeah. Like you have like a Ray Milan. I spend a lot of time looking into your eyes. Carl, I know. Like <laughs> on this show. I had another like a face, a face <laughs> double in the Planet of the Apes movies. You did. Yeah. Like you have a very actory face. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were like 30 years older and a little right. more haggard and yeah. probably had like. Wait, pe- five years. I'll probably look about 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Five years from now, we'll spin this again. Spin this again. Be like, dude, you look older than it. You might want to take some vitamins. <laughs> have you have you been drinking like, water? You need right? to stay hydrated, stay hydrated, Carl. Not just vodka. <laughs> I know it looks like water, but it's not it's water. Not. Um, okay. I so put it through a Brita filter. Th- yeah. How many times though? One. Yeah, to do it at least twice to get the new nu- <laughs> the nutrients in there from. The, I don't know. But you're right. So the next thing they do is they're like. The eye doctor goes so it's interesting that you're having your eyes checked since you just had them checked like three months ago and they were fine then and too. What is it? yeah and I, oh, I love dr xavier's dialogue where he's like they're fine for now right and you're like is uh, this your sh- is this your wedging into the premise yeah exactly like the eye right. doctor's like well i see the clue that you dropped out of your mouth just now <laughs> let me pick that up for you are you planning to experiment on yourself <laughs> right 
well, there's really no other way to do it, is there? And he's like, there is, though. There's like, you could do you could do monkeys, you could do so students. So many other ways. I honestly think convicts would be the way to go, because you're fucking with your eyes, Jim. This is the 1960s. Like, need I have to remind you, doctor, that we don't have any kind of laws about not experimenting on animals, other humans. Right, like. Homeless people. Yeah, like, like homeless. <laughs> honestly, uh, honestly, Jim, I'm telling you, homeless people, that's. It's 1963, Jim. It's 63. You could do whatever. You want to the homeless. I mean, uh, you got cars spewing out carbon monoxide like crazy. Regu- have you seen it outside? Yeah, hold on. Let's have a cigarette while we talk right, exactly. in this hospital where we are. There's so much smoking in this hospital. Oh my god. Just like so patients, much. just two cigarettes at a time. Just like I mean, he's lighting his he's lighting his smokes with a Bunsen burner for Christ's sake. Sexiest like, cigarette right there. I mean, sexy is light anyway. It's a nomination yeah. for sure. When that huge ass Bunsen yep. burner flame comes up and he's getting his stick going, I was like, fuck. Done it. Um, have you let, let us? I almost, I almost got my dad in big trouble in the science building uh, at the university where I used to work because I was lighting cigarettes off the Bunsen burner. <laughs> Why does it smell like cigarettes in here? And you're like, like I don't understand. Do. The janitor came through. Uh, Why are all the Bunsen burners on? There, <laughs> not just one. I want to see all which the one, lab. Too. I want to see, see which, which one, one works the best. best. <laughs> Uh, so, for your information, it's that one. I call her Daisy. Because <laughs> for whatever reason, when you get a Marb Red smoking off yeah. that thing, you get a little aftertone of Daisy. A Daisy. I don't know what it is. And I like to Daisy chain my Try smokes it. together. Try it. And they're like, get out of the building. But first, dude, but first give me a Marb Red. Me your I want to smell the <laughs> Daisy thing. That sounds cool. But dude, I love when he sits down. They sit down in the office and we get, uh, you know, Jonathan trying to explain to Xavier why this is a bad idea. I, Dr. McGee, sits down and he goes, (laughs) well, what are your experiments trying to do? You know, like like he doesn't fucking know. And then he's not tracking what what is the point of this? What are you trying to do? He's been working on this for years. And this guy's a. His best friend, remember he, he has like a grant for it too. They have a whole other lab him, set up. What is for it? Twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. So like, there's been grants. The hospital knows what he's must know what he's doing. But no one knows exactly what he's trying to accomplish. He's, they just know he's make your eyes better. He's fucking with eyes. He goes, I'm I'm going to improve my eyesight. And he goes, your eyes, you can see fine, Jim. And he goes, I want to see. And he goes, you can see fine, Jim. And he goes, no. What's the range of the human eye? And he right. goes, in distance, wavelength. And you're right. like the science jargon is so excellent when he goes wavelength and he goes well it's between uh, 1200 uh, zibbity units and <laughs> so 4700 zibbity zabbity units you know that Jim as well as I do because you're goes, a doctor too that's right one tenth of the known <laughs> wavelength spectrum just imagine <laughs> just imagine just imagine what we could get done if we were drunk more often <laughs> get him out of here get him out of here get him out of here we uh, have got to get up on our feet and i don't have time for the the r rating we're going to get from his blasphemies god damn you old <laughs> push him out the door see what i did there try and get out from under that <laughs> but i love he sits down and he's like only Okay, anytime a scientist or a medical doctor says a line like, Jim, only the gods can see everything. I'm oh, like, that's clearly you're, you're doing something. I'm like, what? Inappropriate. <laughs> what are we doing here? And then uh, Xavier, uh, I actually wrote the line down because I love it. He goes, yeah, Jim, only the only the gods can see everything. And Xavier looks at him with his, those, those, those tired blue eyes and he goes, my dear doctor, I'm closing in on the gods. And mm-hmm. I wrote down next to that, 
hubris. Yes. There is some, the writing in the, okay. The writing is amazing. The performances are amazing. And it is shot way, way better than it should be. This is shot better than it should be. Absolutely. We looked up the budget. $250,000 budget. This movie looks, when I was watching it, I'm like, you know, if this movie had been shot today, to get exactly the same effects, you'd be looking at like, $10 $10 million budget, yeah. $15 million. Like, anytime you hear, oh, it's a low-budget indie, it only cost $15 million. I'm like, you guys no, need you to guys watch some watch Corman some, yeah, flicks. Yeah, exactly. Because this movie is shot like a fucking... There's bits of this that look like someone was trying for an Oscar. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's so... It's so well, well shot. Pretty soon we have our first really cool shot the when he does effect? the... Yeah. Well, push through the back of his head into the... That was full. Yeah. Okay, so... Getting so he's basically trying to create an eye drop that will sensitize the human eyes to be able to see more of, of the spectrum of spectrum, light, the yes. visual spectrum, which is such a cool premise mm-hmm. just in general. So uh, the the cash lady, basically, it's our our um, our uh, uh, Vesper Lind. Yes, she shows up and she's like, he's like, who are you? And she's like. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to make sure. <laughs> I'm Vesper Lind. I'm here to make sure <laughs> the investors. The are investors happy. are getting what their money's worth. She's another doctor, and she believes in his work. So, but she also she is needs, in the right. She's like, you've been working. I need proof. Twenty six thousand yeah. dollars. You've been working for a year, and we haven't heard a fucking peep. So you need to give me a report. And he goes, a report. He, have you noticed how many times in this movie he goes? Why don't I just show you? Yes. And you're like, this whole thing. Yeah, but like, that's really dangerous. <laughs> I'm like, how about you don't? How about just drum up some paperwork? No, a, a, a report is actually what mm-hmm. we want. I, you can show me, that's fine, but. I'm going to put all this liquid <laughs> in my eyes. Oh my Look God. At me now. What are you doing? Don't. Uh, should he be doing that? Calm Xavier? Xavier, no, stop. Look at me. Put. Give, put the, give me put, that. Put, 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 Look at me. What I need is a report because I need to give the report to the, <laughs> to the investors. People. They're gonna they're gonna read your report rather than read a report. Why don't I just uh, show, show them? them. <laughs> Put the eyedropper Stop down. Stop the eyedropper for real. First of all, you yeah, haven't you tested have, this. You know, for a doctor, you have no self control. <laughs> Did you? What you do? What you think of? Because he, he takes her into the lab mm-hmm. and he's like. Here, grab me that monkey. Right. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> we were talking nineteen sixties don't have any regulations at all. They they squirt a bunch of yellow goop into this fucking monkey's eye face. Yeah, and they so they they grab it's not an ape, by the way. We no, this is an actual this monkey. This is an actual monkey. Well, you learned the difference. I you have they're not. all monkeys to me, dude. <laughs> Everything is monkeys. You're like, ah, King Kong, we got that big monkey. A big old monkey. Ah, look at human. Oh, we beings. haven't talked about war yet, so we can't We haven't, no. And I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Okay, I gotta spin it still. All right, so when he's he, so they do this monkey experiment to show he he they he's grabbed the monkey. It won't hurt you. He puts a drop, one drop in each eye. Um, and at this point in the film, one drop still does mean one drop. Right. So they they put one drop <laughs> in each in each Not eye an of the entire monkey. Vial. It's fucking insane. Later when he's like, I just need a single drop. A fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that was, that was, was literally the whole dropper. A, ga- a gallon of of eye juice. You had to refill the dropper <laughs> three times to get one drop in each eye. That's a side, mm. known side effect of this though, is that you forget what a drop is. What a drop is, right, right. Side effects include like <laughs> loss of ability of- to detect volume. You don't know. 
a liter from a gallon. It's like your metric versus U.S. Your brain goes half and half. It goes half and half, and, and that overlap English. does not line up no, very well. Not in, not in the slightest. And so you know what you do in that instance? You just fucking guess and squirt the whole guy. Right, because the metric in. drop is very different from the uh, the, English the English drop, drop, which is at quarter pints. It's a dram, I think. <laughs> I figured out what a dram. A dram is actually one eighth of an ounce. By the way, that's the official. That's like me- a float. Would be a dram. A dram. Well, like a dram. A... a dram actually. The I looked it up because we went and did a bunch of Scotch tastings. When we were in Scotland. Oh, sweet. And a dram actually means like it used to mean a wee a wee bit or okay. something like that. But they've they've converted it now to a measurement because they need to know how to track their to stock. What the dram is, and it's yeah. one eighth of a fluid. How cool! All right. So anyway, um, so he's putting a little more than a dram. A titch more than a, a dram. Titch more than Later a dram. on, it's basically like he's just doing shots in his yeah, eyes. Pretty much. <laughs> He's trying to put it up his nose, but it doesn't go deal. You're like, your nose is not going to smell better. This no. is eye medication. <laughs> eye, eye medication. Um, but that, so the monkey experiment. Vile <laughs> falls out of his asshole. Ting, <laughs> ting. Like, are you, are you, are you boofing? Bo- you're boofing the, are eye? you boofing the, I'm the X mm, solution? This is worse no. than you thought. <laughs> no. Are you boofing it? But I can taste through my asshole. <laughs> my ass sees so much. The nerve endings. I double taste meals <laughs> I wish for darkness and regular bowel movements <laughs> okay Xavier you've gone too far we're gonna say you went too far <laughs> so if his eyes can't detect illness if you put a thumb in his butt He's, that's like he the, can read your illnesses read your through illness. <laughs> uh, some clubbing around your thumbnail mm. bit of magnesium in your skin <laughs> right. I think you work with chemicals. It's better than a blood test. It's like <laughs> Do I have diabetes? Put, I don't know. Put your thumb in Xavier's ass. You need to cut back on the sweets. Right. No more twigs for you. Also, uh, the East the East Street Bakery is not quite as good as the one over on Mulholland. How did you know? And I can see there's two people in line. Shouldn't be any problem. <laughs> if you hurry. You can, how does he know that? Oh, I just, I get donuts there every morning. I, I know, I know when the good I times like, to go on. I know I'm like clockwork. <laughs> so, but okay, the monkey experiment. Yeah. I, I think leg- all joking aside, the monkey experiment is legitimately creepy. Well, this is, and this is a perfect way to set up the, the stakes. And also to show you know the mechanism the, too. Exactly. This is really good filmmaking. Yep. But do, so they put the monkey in the cage. Yeah. And they've done the, they've done like the, what does he say? Oh, the monkey's been conditioned to classic pleasure pain response. Right. So he has three cards. White, blue, and red. And he puts them behind uh, like a a black card. Mm -hmm. So when the monkey sees the white one, he'll flip a switch and a white light bulb comes on. When he sees the red one, the red light bulb, Mm -hmm. the blue, whatever. So it was white, blue, red. And the doctor's standing there like, uh... Okay, you're just, did you just like put shit in a monkey's eyes for no reason? Like, yes, I did. I did, yes. <laughs> this isn't even a test. <laughs> right, I, was, just, I just wanted to fuck with that monkey for a second. But they put him in the cage. I put my own pee in his eye. <laughs> Solution X is just pee. Right? It's just, just his own it's just pee. just his own pee. So he, he grabs the, the black card and like whips it away. And he goes, now watch. And the monkey flips the switch for the white light bulb. And she's like, uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. He's looking. He's looking at the white light bulb. So who cares? Right. But then the monkey goes over to the blue one and click, and he goes, "You see?" And she goes, "How? How could he do that? He can't see the blue one, but he can, stupid bitch!" Right. Yes. Dude, Ray Milan gets like way into. He doesn't actually say that line. No, no. Like you can see him. But it's there in his eyes. Shut up. Just watch. 
He's like, he's like, but he can see. Don't you see? I see he sees. And you're like, a lot of mm. sea talk here. Yeah. <laughs> and then the monkey, oh, the monkey goes over and click, turns on the red one. And she goes, holy shit. That's incredible. And then. Fucking monkey dies, man. Dude. His wow. heart explodes. The monkey's heart bursts. Yeah. The, it, but watching it like. Because oh, it's seeing oh, something. Oh. That's the thing. It's it, not like. It's not. You are, you know it's not a side effect from like. The drug is doing something to him. Because well, they, they do the autopsy and they say all tissues right. were normal. It was right, a heart attack. Fine. Yeah. And um, uh, Dr. X goes. Um, what does he say? Oh, he's like. I, I would say it's shock. Just because he couldn't comprehend yeah his brain is too or seeing through he's just a stupid monkey here let's light some cigarettes right (laughs) like this is the 60s he's like i don't fucking know why it died but it's probably fine (laughs) it's probably all right don't even worry about it i'm gonna do it on me next (laughs) (laughs) ah the monkey died i even love that his best friend like dr i mister is like Jim, you know the, how dumb of an idea that say, is, right? He says right to him, he's like, the monkey died, Jim. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, what I love about his buddy, who's supposed to be kind of, not a foil, but it's like, no, I will not. He's like, I need you. I need that you, though. That was the best. He always, he turns around so quickly. He's the ultimate enabler. Man. Yeah, exactly. But before we get off the monkey, there's, yeah. uh, what's her, I don't know, I think her name's Diane. They name her, Di- oh no, the actress's name is Diana. <laughs> but let's just call her Diana. So Diana looks at the monkey and she goes, what does he see? What does he see? And then we cut back and the monkey's like <laughs> dying on his back. Yeah. This is, it's fun to talk funny about this, but like watching that this morning, that was spooky, dude. Kind of fucked up, That's right? That's a spooky fucking moment in this movie. Yeah. So the, the literally the next scene is him sitting in his buddy's office being like, I need you to put those drops in my <laughs> eye. <laughs> and we're like, Hey buddy Has time passed Has he, he not, uses, Has he managed to do it And not kill him He uses yet? the Bill Pullman logic With poison <laughs> <laughs> but Just the second before you said that I was like It's like when you see a goat die And you're like Alright I'll All drink right, this I'll drink that shit <laughs> A goat died though. Yeah, he's like, ah, see, he switched the goats. This isn't the same goat. I'll drink that poison. You're like, but it, it did it, kill it the other one. It killed the other one. It though. did kill the first goat. And that monkey's dead. The monkey's dead. Don't super dead. Pull. Monkey. I'm gonna. G- I love his friends because we were joking earlier, but his friend legitimately says, he, uh, or uh, Doctor X goes, "What do you want me to use it on some student?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely." Mm-hmm. Or a convicted murderer. That would be a good choice. Since, you know, well, how about with someone on death row? Since, right. Hold on. Let's jump back. You did kill the monkey with the <laughs> right. drug. Yeah, yeah, ba- yeah, yeah. We yeah. buried a monkey today. So <laughs> we had a service. We had a service. In the back. Mm-hmm. Burying next to his favorite tree. Diana was crying. Do you want Diana to cry? It was actually kind of embarrassing. It was, I thought, I'm like, it's just a monkey. For having just met the monkey. Has, she's she a doctor. She had a lot of emotion. This is the 60s. Up. Has she never killed a monkey before? I thought you had to kill a monkey just to get into medical school. Yeah, this part of her, her character, though, is like she does kill the monkeys, but she feels the guilt and the moral weight and upon she, her and soul. And she presses on she presses for the on. sake of science. But when you're Think burying a monkey under a tree in your shoebox, mm-hmm. that hits you a little differently. Yeah, it is you know, true. Then you're just when sending you're, it off to some lab somewhere. Right, when, and you hear strains of, of some of Les Baxter. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're just... Uh, that'll, that'll, that'll invoke an emotional response from anyone. Well... And yeah, if it doesn't, then I think that you have to... They're some, a monster. You have, you have some, some internal... You, you need to look into science. You you, yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> when a monkey doesn't make me cry, dead monkey doesn't dead, make me cry. Right. Might be time to hang it up. Uh, you know, I've I've been See. I've been to a lot of monkey funerals over the years. 
and it never fails to single tear at, just, that, just at that moment it never fails to tear rolls make me cry Ray Milan could do it dude he, he probably could this was a solid performance but in that conversation he, <laughs> the next thing he says is Jim I won't help you and he goes fine I'll do it myself and then he stands up and goes I really do need you to help me though and he goes fine no, okay when do you want to do it well, goes, I know right, like, right now that was a quick turnaround <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. he doesn't hold very well very firmly to his convictions no at all. willpower he's like today I have a little bit because he does it, it he, uh, today I am quitting smoking Ah, huh. Duh, how did that get in my yeah, hand? Right? It's, it's like, like, wrong day it's to like, stop Iggy, it's like Iggy Pop <laughs> not smoking and coffee and cigarettes. Well, if I borrow one of yours. Well, once you quit, you can have you one. You can have one. See, that's the beauty of it. It's the beauty of quitting. Wow, I am not modulating my body temperature very well today. Six drinks, folks. I've had this fucking robe on and off. So they, they sit down, and I what I like is when his friend administers the drops... It is just one, one sing- drop. One it's single bloop, drop. Bloop. And he gives the drops in Ray Milan's eyeballs. And, you know, he, he leans forward. And his reaction's like, oh, oh fuck. Yep. Oh, my God. Pee in your eye burns so bad. <laughs> Has this, this is what the monkeys feel? This is horrible. I think I'm going to join PETA. We should not test on animals. This is so bad. <laughs> the subplot is he's actually the person that formed PETA. Started PETA in yeah, the 60s. He's like, like, this is horrible. Oh, my God. We put pee in a monkey's eyes. I did it to me, and it hurts. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh. Oh, ooh, I can see through stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's one of the coolest shots in this. When he's rubbing his eyes and they're counting, it takes seven to ten seconds. Yeah. The camera comes around slowly I, to behind him and dude, then pushes in through the back of his head. I have that note Through too. his brain. The swirling and, camera oh move God, around him. So fucking cool, man. Unbelievable. And the whole time, when as soon as that camera move started, I was like, yes, yeah, yes, the, yes, yes, yes. It made me excited. He's leaning for, it's it's moving on motion, mm-hmm. but it's moving on a, on a static subject. Oh my God, it's such a it's beautiful amazing. shot. He leans forward as the camera kind of rotates around mm-hmm. him until we're behind his head. And then you're right, they do, it's a, they do this really cool effect where they go, they zoom in and push through his mind to a cool special lens that's as though we are looking out his eyeball. Through his eyeballs. Like you can see the inside of his iris. Um, and then like, it's like a, we do the effect quite often where it's like kind of like veins on, dark veins on the outside and mm-hmm. then his iris and then what we're looking at is through his pupil which is like a circle in the center. And he, he looks and he's like, Everything seems like nothing happened and I'd put pee in my eyes for no reason. <laughs> but then he looks down at a file. I, I love all the of discovery? the shots. Yes. All of the shots where they like make him make things vanish so that he can see through them mm-hmm. suddenly is so cool cuz you know all they really do they've got a static shot and then they're they're overlaying two shots, one with the page on top and one, one without. with the page off. And then they slowly Yeah, they change right. they change the opacity of the of the top it, it's really the you, top layer and we then could sh- you and i could shoot this movie and use final cut pro 10 and do it for basically free but fuck. back in the day on film like you have to do that's an optical effect that, that you effect have to is do really cool oh, I love so it. then he goes my god steven i can see through it and he starts reading the sheet under the blank sheet and Steven, Dr. Steven, whose name has now changed five times. It has. It's still the same guy. It's his best friend, Steve. Nice guy, Steve. Nice guy, Steve. <laughs> so he pulls the thing off and he goes, holy fucking shit, Jim. You can see through it. And he, they, they do. But this is the bit where they're like, how many fun effects can we do? He turns and he goes. All of them? Oh, my God. There's a button missing under your tie. 
pull the tie aside. My God, he's right. And you have a pen in the pocket underneath your lab coat. Yeah, you have pens in your lab coat pocket, but you also have a pen in your shirt pocket. And also, you have pancreatis. Holy shit. And he's like, yeah, and you have two months to live, a brain tumor. (laughs) And he's like, what? I mean, a pen. You have a pen in your shirt pocket. Don't worry about it, Steve. You're good. (laughs) The eyes don't work that good yet. Anything you've really wanted to do but have been putting off? Do now. Do it, do it soon. In the next six weeks. Do it. Because in seven weeks, you won't have the energy, and in three weeks, you'll be dead. Was that a little heavy? Was that a little three dark? Three weeks after that, you'll probably... Anyway, you've got a pen. A red pen. Your, red red pen, pen in your shirt pocket. <laughs> Steve's just like, I, I don't... I'm go- I gotta go. I can go back. I'm gonna go have a drink. And I, I made the wrong choice. <laughs> well, he... <It's> uh, clear. <laughs> oh, I should not have helped oh, you. Oh, that was dumb. And then the, the movie cuts away from Xavier for an hour, and it's just Jim dealing with his terminal <laughs> cancer diagnosis, and he's just sitting at the bar. I need to get a second opinion. Do I get a second opinion? The guy, the guy next. I don't even know this guy very well. He's leaning on the guy next to him. He's like, sometimes it's better not to know. <laughs> We're not meant to know. <laughs> Doctors playing God. It's, it's sick what we do to these people. We're the ones who are sick. <laughs> Throws the glasses We're the, the cancer. <laughs> We cut us out. Cut, cut us out. Cut to him refusing treatment. Right. He's like, get it away from me. Like, I deserve it. I deserve it. Wasted life. away to nothing in his vest. He's like, this is all I deserve. The woman, the Diana, has abandoned Xavier in his weird PI experiments. <laughs> and he's hanging. She's hanging out with Steve, trying to console him. He slaps her. So just take the treatment, Stephen. Stephen. I won't. It could. Oh, it's life saving. He slaps her. She hits the ground, and she's like, you really. Are truly sick. I'm sorry, Diane. Don't go. She leaves. And now I'm alone. And now I'm truly alone. Pulls a 32 out of the desk drawer. Oh <laughs> Where did that come from? Roger Corman's darkest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're like, Think I of the re- dailies back like we need to I talk. I re- remember this like way differently Roger, when we were in the script meetings. Roger, <laughs> let's have a sit. Roger Corman's not even directing it because he's directing four films <laughs> right, at the exactly. same time. He's like, I gave it to the B unit guys. He comes back to check on his picture and he's like, what the fuck are you guys he's doing? He's like, I thought this was like kind of a fun horror sci-fi thing. And he's like, it is horror. The horror. Here, watch this last daily. And he goes... <laughs> Truly, medicine is the poison that takes us all in the end. Cut to Finn. <laughs> Finn. Hmm. He's like, you well, see, it's the existential horror. Oh of no, no, living. no, no, no! I get that. I, I get I that. Understand I understand. For I see sure. that. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna just. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> But we get let's get back to the P in the eyes. That's what people want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't give you a quarter of a million dollars for for doing like good like real cinema. I wanted P, P in the eyes, see through stuff effects. Exactly. Can we do a naked scene? Yeah, yeah. There's this, but it's Perfect. but see, really, he's emotionally naked. Roger, are you still mm-hmm. here? Someone get him out of my. <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> So there's a there's a so the next bit. See, it's an allegory for a heroin addiction. <laughs> and honestly, in but some it ways, is. Yeah. it kind of is. Um, I I think there are things that are. I'm not sure if it's an allegory for a heroin addiction because he is getting something out of it. But it's, right. it's like the the addictive nature of knowledge, and it does become like drug use yeah, in absolutely. a really interesting way. And if you want to get into the nitty gritty of heroin use, you can also do it with an with a dropper like this. It's called skin popping. Anywho. Um, we don't have to do like, here's how you do drugs. Well, shit. But, um, so the, the next thing he does is he's like, 
Hmm. So it, I literally have achieved a miracle. I can see through about one layer. Of Put the stuff. rest of the bottle in. Yeah, he's like, how far can we fucking go? <laughs> he doesn't mind. notice, like, just do, just, just do one more drop at a time. It's like the guy who takes like half a hit of acid, and he's like, this is pretty crazy. <laughs> what would happen sheet. if I ate a sheet? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, uh, well, hold on, stop, stop him, stop him. Oh, wow, he ate that. Yeah, he is gonna be orange juice mm. for the rest of his life. <laughs> He goes, all right, Steve, one more drop in each eye. And Steve's like, there should be tests. <laughs> right. What if you have, a, like, what if this it might not up? be done cooking yet either? Like, yeah. who knows? Because have you ever eaten a pot brownie, no, Dr. Xavier? Because yeah. you take it and you then two hours later. You start with a quarter. Right. You wait an hour. You got to wait a long time. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't kick in just right away. It goes, ah, fuck it. I'll do it myself. So glad that you brought this up now because right now is about the time when Dan Hill's cookies started to grab her brain. <laughs> oh, my God. This would, I, my first thought this morning I watching this. I didn't because I wanted to take notes, but Danielle's like, I'm going to have a cookie. I'm like, have, have a half or a quarter one. She's like, Fuck you. I'm eating a whole cookie. She did a half one, but like she should have done. What she should have done is she should have eaten a quarter of a cookie and then five minutes later been like, nothing's happening. And eat <laughs> right? the rest. Like, just the, all five in the, <laughs> the bag. Just she's did like, you eat all, did you eat all, did you eat all the special star crunch? And you're like, yeah, nothing was happening. And you're like, there it six, has been 70 there six seconds. Star crunch cookies in there. Did you eat, eat all six? <laughs> Oh boy! Wow! Whew, this is gonna be a night. I'm gonna get on the horn and get you some Zoloft. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to be, be awake for when those mm, kick in. <laughs> you're gonna be on a whole other world of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Doctor Xavier puts he goes to put another drop in his eye, and his method is to put about three ounces of it in the corner of his eyeball, and then like shake his head until it splashes in. The amount of it's fluid so much. that's pouring off of his face, you're like, do you have any solution left? How much did you make? Cause Just the one bottle. That's like that's like a full dropper in each eye. I'm like, you, dude. Yeah, it's like 15 drops in each one of those. I know because <laughs> of CBD oil. But like, yeah, it's a lot. That's like 15 drops, dude. The, 15 to 20. 15 to 20 drops in each eye, and the one of the weirdest parts about it is or one of my favorite parts about it is his response is he's like okay let me just rub that yeah let's get good. it in there good <laughs> and then he opens his eyes like all right now what's gonna happen and then you hear you're like wow holy shit <laughs> maybe just try one more well okay or do that do that <laughs> where's dr x uh he just knocked himself the fuck out is what he, he, he did remember when the monkey died yeah same yeah, thing he pretty much did the same thing he's dead now <laughs> he, just, he did a real dumb thing and then the rest of the movie becomes steve being like i killed my I killed my best friend he's got to he starts I drinking <laughs> i should have stuck to my guns and Men affirm no. Cut back to same bar where he was first drinking. He's just like, I killed my friend in the quest for knowledge. Am I I no better than Kevorkian? (laughs) I might as well have pulled the trigger myself. Yeah, my note is that was way more than one drop, Doctor. Um, so they and his eyelids still work. I. I for closing for your like eyes. a second, yeah. But the the next shot. Well, I love that that Steve and Diana's next move is, hey, um, let's play the whole tape for the investors because they they play the tape and the beginning of the tape. It's great. Play, People are like, oh really yeah, impressive. absolutely. Cut out the part where he freaks out and like 
passes out. Oh my god, yeah. Like when they're playing the tape, like you know, you hit stop when he's like, "Let me put in some more," and they're like, and then he did, and he saw it was pretty awesome. And we'll we'll the tape did we'll run fix. Out. We we knew that we fucked up, so we're Don't not even gonna say that. Yeah, you play you play. Up well, to no, the that's where... that was internal monologue. Yeah. Like we know we <laughs> fucked up. Let's give him the part that works. We know we fucked up. Let's fix that in moving the future. forward. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't need to know all that. If, if you put them she, up through like, to be fair, that is her job is to report all. You're the missing f- a button. Oh my god, I am. Right. You're missing a pen. Oh my god, I am. I can see through things. It's amazing. Why don't we click? Which is funny. Anyway, None so- of that is proof anyway. All of it could be a parlor trick. Even the monkey could have been trained to flip switches in a certain sequence. That's true, but because he's like a legitimate researcher, there'd need to be a lot more, uh, like, there'd need to be witnesses. You have, an, you have an hour and nine minutes to get this movie out, so. Right, like, so, gonna- <laughs> so, but I love that they're like, and they're like, so what happened next? They're like, here, let me play it for you. Click. Oh, Jesus God, fuck. I wish I was dead. And they're like. Pull the funding. Yeah, so we're going to. Just pull it. We're gonna done, n- right? We're not, done? We're all done. We're done. Everybody done? <laughs> Most of the tables already up packing their bag. Like, oh yeah, we're done. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. Uh, we. Why are you taking so long to make the decision? Like, Why didn't you play the last bit first? Right. We could have skipped ten minutes. You know of, the of say, the whole setup. We got excited. Just start with the oh, bad news. Oh, what a letdown that he went insane right. <laughs> at the end of it. Like, hmm. <laughs> the, 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 the pen on the check and like, oh, hmm. yeah. They're they're skeek, skeek, they're getting ready to sign and then it's the the like. My eyes, my fucking eyes, and they're like, Pardon? Oh, "What? What was hmm? that last one?" And then they just keep the tape rolling. Here's body hit the ground. <laughs> like, the EMTs come in. He's. Uh, we have a pulse. We found a pulse again. Oh, a pulse. oh, wow. Okay. Well, let's just recap, <laughs> just that. recap that. Okay. <laughs> Let me light a cigarette and. No, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I thought we had a thing, but then actually that was pretty horrifying. <laughs> so cut you guys don't do presentations very well. But this film does filmmaking very well because the does. next thing we see is the fun eyeball effect where we're looking oh through his gosh. eyes. And it's he's seeing Diana and she's like, oh, Jim, well, I have the hearts for you and stuff, mm-hmm. but they're not getting any but more money. They're pulling you. Steve walks in and he's like, oh, Jim, remember when I said don't do that, but then I helped you do it? That was a mistake. I should not have done that. And then he goes, I'll tell them to get the bandages off later today. So Reverse shot. And you're like, bandages. what bandages? What? And then, Sweet. What? Bandages? Huh. Hardly noticed they were there. Yeah. Because he's seeing through his own eyelids and the bandages. And the bandages. Crazy shit. And it's been some time since he fucking shot piss in his eyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that shot reminds me of the diving bell and the butterfly. I love that. Like... Oh my god! So pretty much that whole movie is just I know the plot in the in the brain of the guy as mm-hmm. he's you know comatose yeah. and they think that he is non-functioning. But for there's some reason like the those shots Alfred Hitchcock did it a lot in, in several of his episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents where you're the patient in bed and you're the point of view of them looking up at the people looking down at you. Right. Something about that is just uniquely um, chilling. Yeah. I also like that. One of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes is shot first person until the end when you see a mirror mm. and you realize, yeah, like, yep. <clears throat> so there's something about that, that POV shot and that, especially that hospital bed shot. That's really yep. interesting. Where you're looking up at that. Well, we talk about it in, when we do the horror films, we did it Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Being in the POV shot of a, of the serial killer identifies you. It puts you in the mind of the serial Absolutely. killer. So that's really disturbing. 
And for the same reason, where's the last place any human wants to be? In, in a, a hospital, hospital bed. Because if you're in a hospital bed, something has gone very wrong. Yeah. So that's upsetting. It works really well. And then this movie adds this cool little this little, little bend beats. yeah yeah where they cut you when you get the reverse shot you've added the sci-fi element and it all that is is one edit it's a cut that's it mm-hmm. there's no like we had to rig up an effect it's all you have to do is cut to face with bandage on sh- shoot pov cut to him with face with bandage on it's a f- it's free brilliant and it's so effective yes god damn i love that shot and i love this movie um there's the next thing is he basically they shut him down and the the sur- the head the head of the hospital comes to him and is like, well it sucks that you killed all those monkeys. You're for still nothing. a great doctor though. Yeah, so we'll keep you around. In fact, now that you've been recovered for uh, an hour and a half, <laughs> right? You're gonna go into surgery with me tomorrow. You're Six, feeling good, right? Six a.m. You're all better, right? Up and at him. Yeah, and he's meanwhile he's like got migraine headaches <laughs> and like one pupil's blown out <laughs> and he's like, I'm good, I'm totally I'm fine, good. everything's fine. Yeah, let's do some surgery. Where's your patient? Where's your patient? <laughs> I want to go look at her heart through her chest. I mean, what I meant, what I meant to say was, I want to just check on her heart through her chest. And the doctor's <laughs> like, the other doctor's like, yeah, you say you're going to check on her chart? That seems fine. All right, she's uh, <laughs> And then we meet the coldest nurse in history. Not as in like cold as in mean, but like she is shivering. shivering. She's, she's got her wrap on. She can't she's keep her herself soul. warm. The problem is, is she's not actually wearing any of her clothes. No, she she's isn't. She's got the cardigan over the shoulders, with the wrap over the cardigan over the shoulders, <laughs> yeah, with like, the blanket over the wrap it helps over the cardigan. Stay warm if you actually put the clothes on she's your like, body. My bare arms are so chilly. I'm like, that's weird because you got five sleeves draped <laughs> yeah, exactly. over you. you could, here, just push. Look at all your sleeves. Watch this. Ready? Push through. You that. have nine sleeves. You should probably. <laughs> You could put your arms in any one of them. Any combination. Any combination of Doesn't sleeves. Which... And your arms will be warm and now. Yes. See all these buttons? Ooh. See the buttons on your cardigan? Ooh, if you close. It's brisk. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, just shivering with all these blankets draped over me. And you're like, uh, I. <laughs> Someone should have taught her how to. Is she really a nurse? <laughs> I don't think so. Did... That was my other note. It's like, I don't think she's a real you nurse. You don't really work here, do they you? They know how to wear cardigans. <laughs> Nurses rock cardigans. <laughs> Nurses school day one, how to wear a cardigan. Right. I mean, in the 60s. Because hospitals are cold as shit. In the 60s, probably. Where yeah. they're like, all right, so I'm here for my nursing training. They're like, here's how you make a cup of coffee for the men. No, seriously. Like, here's you fill out the paperwork for the men. Right. This is how you be subservient to right. the men. Right. So the proper technique for lighting a man's pipe. And they're like, wait, aren't wait, I? A, what? Am I a medical professional? <laughs> <laughs> You're a nurse in the 60s. Here, put the skirt on. That's, yes. Uh, and you know, here, you're going to want to unbutton those a little to, to just to, to get some cleavage out. Brighten up it the helps, it helps the men doctors to think to and concentrate. think better. In fact, we're going to have you in the surgery right. room. Yeah. Oh, so I get to assist. Mm, Absolutely no. not. Um, Stand back and you not. may dab my brow. Yes, here's how you properly sponge a right. sweaty male doctor. Oh, thank God we've come as far as, as, we, far have. as we have. <laughs> we, we got a long way to go, man, but nurses. we are not. If you ever think that things are bad now, go spin a, a movie from the 1960s. <laughs> or, or the 40s. Or the 40s. Or the like, we've, we've made some progress. Strides. Holy we shit. We have strode forward. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they do smoke mean, pretty mean cigarettes. Yeah. 
in surgery. 60. All but in surgery. Everywhere <laughs> like, but might as well have. Scrubbing like really hard on the hands. I'm like, oh, look at him scrubbing up. And then they get to this, the, the table and they're like, all right, we're prepared to start. Everyone light up. <laughs> light up. Did you have your energy cigarette yet? Put the, uh, <laughs> it really helps my, it helps, helps me think. Helps your concentration, All improves right. your eyesight. Where would you like the ashtray, doctor? Oh, like Just put two, it on the chest. Two of to the... three inches from the incision. I don't want to have to move. He's got, he's, he's holding, <laughs> he's, holding it. It he's got the scalpel in the ring finger and thumb and the smoke is in between the first two and he's like, it's really hard to cut like this, but I, <laughs> I just can't put these cigarettes down. It's almost like I'm addicted to them. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, um, I, so X goes to hang out with the twelve-year-old girl patient. Yeah, yeah. There's a moment in here that felt creepy. It's to me. a little creepy. I don't know why. The belly button is in the shot. I I don't know. That's that's. I think I'm not sure. Look, man, they do like a see-through effect. Yeah, because and, he's checking on her. Heart. Yeah, so he sees through the gown. He's being doctorly. He is, and I think it's a dummy. I think the effect is a dummy. Well, that is, right. I'm not positive, but I, I think that's a nude torso dummy. But mm-hmm. the fact that the patient's like 13 or 12. Yeah, like, it, it gets a little bit of a weird. There is a touch of weirdness to it that probably wasn't there in 63 and is in 2019. Well, yeah, we are adding that now because of For all sure. the yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, we're so. bringing that as the audience. But So he looks in and he sees the heart and he's like, ah, oh, the other doctor's wrong. The chart's fucked up. This, this is incorrect. Isn't this, it is this. You're going to... Kill this child yeah. if you do the surgery. She's going to die on the table. So then the doctor comes, uh, uh, the, the head surgeon guy comes in and goes, She really is beautiful, isn't she? Yeah. And you're like, That, well, now it's definitely creepy. Definitely creepy. That now. may have been creepy in 1960. I think it was. <laughs> I actually have a know about being creepy in 1960s. Uh, remember when being a creep was charming and kind of funny? <laughs> There's a bit in here that I thought could have been creepy, but is handled so perfectly that it ends up being funny and charming instead. Mm-hmm. We're about to get to it, yeah. but I want to do the surgery first because they, they go into surgery and right before they go into surgery, he's drop eye dropping in the fucking hallway. And I'm like, Jesus. oh, still doing that then. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, he does it when he looks into the girl's like heart. too. Yeah. He's like, well, oh, he's got to dose up before. Yeah. Before he does his x-ray eyes. thing. It's kind it's weird. of weird. It, it This is where. Because it, it is all in the name of science. It's to but be a better also, doctor. It's, it's, it goes against what he is stating the drug does, that it is, it's constantly getting more, it improves more. Have you ever seen the movie? But then it doesn't, it fades if he, is, if he doesn't constantly use it. So there's like inconsistency well, But they there. keep saying there's a cumulative effect. Yeah. Like it fades, but the effects are cumulative. So maybe every time he every uses time you it. Every time you dose it. It gets it more, gets worse, but, but then that starts to go away. Maybe I don't know though, because he's he because he's constantly struggling with wanting to be able to. I just wish I could close my eyes. I, w- I long for the darkness. Yeah, again. like I would. Well, then just don't fucking darkness. do the droppers. If then. it actually does wear off, then well, then just, he says that several times. I need to dose up because it's wearing off. So just stop. Yeah, just don't do it. Well, anymore. then maybe that's like addiction. You wish you could stop, but can't but you because can. you're. Have you ever seen the movie? I think it's called Limitless with Brad- yes. Bradley Cooper. Yes, where he yes, takes yes, the, yes. He basically takes like smart pills yep. and he's able to do anything. Genius pills, but they they kill you ultimately, or you become like horrendously addicted to yeah. them, and then eventually it like burns your brain out. Yep, and you, you turn you into become a fried. Yeah. yeah. So this movie reminded me a lot of that. It's that like, and honestly, like okay, Silicon Valley or a lot of writers Adderall. 
Like you that'll s- burn you out. You start taking Adderall, and then Fast. you know, like you're. You, oh my God! Look, I just I wrote two chapters today. Dude, there was an episode of Family Ties about that when Alex P. Keaton is studying for exams somewhere, mm. and he starts taking fucking Adderall, and it's like, look at all these essays I can do, and it's amazing, and I can study, and then you have the awesome hippie parents that sit him down, and like Alex, listen. How about you just do marijuana instead? Yeah. It's like, that's great. But no, I mean, they're addressing that for. This has been a thing forever. Like, honestly, I I know a bunch of kids in college because my brother just graduated. So his friends. Family ties. I'm showing my fucking age, (laughs) sir. Well, no, that's good, though, because it shows the length of time with which this. Oh, yeah. It's it's still. But like I I work with a couple of like 16 and 17 year olds Mm -hmm. who are heading into college and even in high school. People are taking, uh, like, students are taking Adderall mm-hmm. to study for shit. Well, we have speed in a can, too, nowadays, with Red Bulls and the monsters and shit. That's true, but, like, honestly, like, chemically, Adderall is the same thing as speed. Yes. It's, that is what it Different is. Different name. Well, yeah, but. it's not, it's not Adderall, it's, um, what's the one they used to, yeah, it is Adderall, because the new one's, what, called Concerta or something, something like that? Something like that. But the OG Adderall is speed, it's, that's all it is. It's fucking, like, it's, it's... It's literally prescribed speed. It's crank. speed. Yes, it's fucking cranking a cranking a bottle. Yeah, with the so of course name you're going to be able to get a bunch of shit done, but your brain's not going to so be like, happy with you. You shouldn't do speed. It'll get you addicted and burn out your brain. Now, here to help you study. Here's some Adderall. <laughs> right. And you're like, what'll this do? Well, eventually it'll burn you, burn out your brain, and you'll get addicted to mm-hmm. it. But and if you have any sort of heart condition, that's probably not a good thing it either. Could kill you as well. But. This has my name on it, and I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so there's there's a lot of that to this because I think watching him do the eye drops for the sake of helping a patient, for the sake of advancing his own research, it's like that weird. It's for me, it's almost kind of an allegory of like, like a Kurt Cobain or a mm. Jim Morrison who's like, I am gonna go, or a Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, I'm gonna go all the fucking way. And I'm gonna burn so brightly, and I'm gonna push the I'm gonna push the ball so far down the field, but at the end of it, I'm gonna be broken and destroyed, and the ultimate cost of my advances of my pushing will be, forward will yeah. be me. Like you, you are the cost of your of the. Well, it's whatever. no different than the risk of an astronaut strapping themselves to a fucking missile and seeing if they can break the. I think it's I think it's different in that. Well, there's a, there's a known risk. There's a known risk, but it's like there's something. The difference to me is, is like, I like the idea of this being an allegory for like the cost of a certain type of creativity. Okay, where like, you know, like Lou Lou Reed, or honestly, here here William S. Burroughs is a great example. Yeah, lifelong heroin addict. So he did heroin his whole life, and mostly he wrote about junk. But the cost of that is you are a heroin addict right. for your whole life. Hunter S. Thompson. Cocaine, LSD, mushrooms, weed, what's mostly weird about coke and alcohol. Yeah, what's weird about him though, it was those things killed him in a roundabout sort of way because he ended up killing himself. Right. They trashed his ability to be creative without them to such an extent that his quality of life degraded to where he's like, oh, even, well, I can't even function anymore. Even the chemicals aren't allowing me to function. I am now fully just a I'm wreck. Worthless now. So yeah. he shot himself. Yeah. But like you can you can see later in Hunter S. Thompson's life. It what The reason I like that example as opposed to the astronaut is you can see the damage you're doing over long over the course of time. right so like where you, the astronauts like I'm gonna take this one risk it's either gonna work or not work right but I'm willing to but can put when, my ass but on the when line. you're sitting for like five years and you're like oh god every day is the you know I can't breathe as well as I did five years ago and 
and I get these headaches now that I didn't used to get. My nose bleeds every yeah. 10 minutes. But the work, the work I'm doing is so important. Like, look at these pages. Mm-hmm. Or like, you you know, you do psychedelics to the point where reality becomes flat and lifeless and you're not alive. Like, honestly, right. he gets to a point where when he's doing the drops because, just because. Yeah. Where he's just because he has, because he wants, like, what is just a little deeper? What is just a little deeper? <laughs> Seeing the center of the universe is just a little Fuck, deeper. Fuck, dude, the end of this movie is so gnarly. But so he goes into, they go into surgery. He cuts the other doctor's hand with a dirty scalpel. Holy shit. Dude just cut a motherfucker in surgery. After, okay, after that scalpel had been used to make an incision. Yes. Different blood types. Oh, the what? I mean, she's twelve, so she probably doesn't have anything like really crazy gnarly. But you don't fucking know. (laughs) What are you doing? But he takes the scalpel away. Go, 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 go. But uh, (laughs) you can't just cut a motherfucker in surgery. He's like, "Do you want me to? Do you want to like leave?" He's like, "No." Don't, or do you want to stop him? He's like, no. Well, I love that. Don't stop him. I. (laughs) Then my note is because he needs to fix my hand in a second. A scalpel cut, that's not just going to be like a little nick, dude. Dude, he went, he like, went like through tendons Opened and shit. him the fuck up. Dude, that's one of my favorite lines in this, by the way. Um, and again, it, we could just talk about just the cinematography probably yeah. for an hour. But like the, this sur- the surgery, surgery scene scenes. is so well shot. Actually, we've seen another surgery scene in Bloody Mama yeah. that is beautifully shot. Yeah. The use of sound, the use of score or holding back the score. Like Corman's doing great work here. Yeah. Um, he is currently a master of the surgery scene. Yeah, like in so far in this season, like yeah. his surgery scenes are incredible. But that's one of my favorite lines. The the nurse goes to the doctor who's holding a like a rag to his like butchered hand. To stop him? He'll never right. do surgery again because all of his tendons fucked him are up. cut. He's now Doctor Strange. So he goes. The nurse goes, Doctor, we could stop him, and the doctor's response is no, just no, right. which I love because it's no, don't stop him. But it's also, no, we couldn't stop him. Right, because while well, he can't perform surgery and you have a 13-year-old girl who is, who's about to have a, her chest open. They could, so. sew, her, they could sew her back sew her up and point, then have another more but he also, stable doctor come in to perform the kinda, surgery. You can tell he also kind of wants to know. Yeah, there's a curiosity there. There is, because I, I just love that. I, I thought that was really brilliant writing because everything has to be phrased just perfectly to allow that ambiguity. We right. Could, we could stop him. No. No, we couldn't stop him. He's insane. Right. But also, no, don't stop him. I want to see. I want to see. Which I want to see. That's like the. I love the, the surgery bits with the whole the clamping down the 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 surgery shit in this. The nurse who's got his instruments on yeah. deck is so on point. It's amazing, dude. The whole surgery just as a little experiment in filmmaking. Right. You watch that as like you have Quentin Tarantino's round table in Reservoir Dogs. Right. And then you have this fucking surgery. It's amazing. It's like amazing. Because you're not you're never looking into into the wound. You're never like seeing the surgery. You're seeing the nurse hand him the implements and him using them in a very um, skilled way. and efficient way because he can see everything. There's no, there's, there's, there's no, no exploratory question or, or element. finding or no. It's all there. It is clamp. There it is clamp. Next instrument. There it is clamp. And he's dropping. Watching him drop an instrument in the tray and then grab another yes. one that the nurse has just got already on deck for there. Him. Yeah, they're not even looking at each other. It's, it's just amazing. Like we we talk about fight choreography all yes. the time, but like the small choreography this of this tiny surgery shit? scene. So impressive. As an actor, this is the shit that I fear the most. Let's do 10, 
10 days of, of fight fights. choreography and we'll have a lightsaber duel. Right. Fun, exciting. It's still terrifying, but we'll do it. Right. You give me 15 things that I have to manipulate and pass back and forth, I'm going to shit my pants. I would much rather do like a two week long fight choreography fight scene than have to deliver dialogue and tie a tie. No, exactly. Time. We've talked about that. That's horrible. It's like the little manipulation of I need you to tie it too short, untie it. Tie it back together But you have to pace it So that your dialogue Fits it perfectly Yeah That's a nightmare Yeah Fight scenes are fun What the fuck are you talking about Doing like (laughs) I know So like all right, uh, listen, Ray. We're gonna do the surgery scene today. You need to make a quick incision Get the You're gonna You gotta get this The scalpel Into the The discard tray Now Lisa We don't want you to have The tool sitting Waiting for him I need you to get it out right as he's going to grab it and they do imagine it like, like a baton pass in a, in in a, a, in a race yeah but they and they do it like eight times that yep. perfect like this is the tool he needs there it is boom 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 done it's, it's so awesome fantastic. to watch uh and then of course oh man speaking of effects like this movie manages to be so gruesome sometimes without being as overtly gruesome yeah. as an eyeball in a jar the blood on his gloves because his hands are sweating, so you can see through the gloves yep. a little bit. They're getting they're getting soaked. kind of translucent, yeah. and the it's not like splatter gore blood. It is like that weird. You're just inside the body cavity. I don't even remember seeing blood. There is. There, oh wow! But it's, but it's really subtle. It's kind of like this this pale blood. It's a very thin layer. Okay. It's very. It it doesn't like splatter and and glop on his hands. It just thinly coats everything like a layer of oil. It's wow. really. Have you ever? Have you you've got a deer? Oh yeah. You know how when you first start gutting the deer, how you get that you get that sh- that sheen of blood on yeah. your hands, but that's before it gets really gory and you're all like <laughs> you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you got like you end up with a shitload of blood, but that that those, first bit, those first couple of incisions, that real thin sheen of blood on your hands, they it's it's oh man. Watching that, like, and having the effects department be like, because you know they're just like, you want blood on the gloves? And the effects department's like, what if we don't, like, flare it on? What if we just give him, like, a coating Mm -hmm. so that his hands look sort of like a dark pink rather than bathed in blood? Right. It's it's as a... It's It's a a good touch, then, because it's realistic. I wish I remembered. I I loved it. I noticed it right away. I really dug that. Um, And then, of course, at the end of the surgery scene... When he steps away, because he's coming down off the drugs, like it's that weird to, to use the Adderall thing. It's that weird Adderall thing where Almost you're like, like a crash. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, I f- I fly among the eagles. Fifty-seven pages done. Send and then, oh god, oh, and you and your just, whole world you come down to and you're yeah. foggy and you're dizzy and you're like, what the fuck is that worth it? And then you look at your fifty-seven pages and you get that grim resolve mm-hmm. where you're like, it is worth it, and I will yeah. do it again. I just created that. But yeah. watching him go. Do the touching his face with his with surgery gloves. hands? Yeah. Oh shit! And then of course he's surgery hands. <laughs> he's got surgery hands, <laughs> and of course the other doctors like, well, look, that was very impressive, but you are now going to be tried for malpractice. In fact, the entire hospital knows now, and security is coming to uh, arrest you. You cut me, bro. Yeah. See this? That's tendons go- and shit. I'm gonna sue you. Yes. The hospital's gonna sue malpractice. you. Malpractice. The patient's probably gonna sue you. Oh, they they already have. They filed their paperwork while you were sewing You've her up. You've been sued. You are now sued. Paperwork is coming. Oh, it's here. So we skipped over a scene because I wanted to talk about the surgery. Oh, the the 1960s rug cutting. Let's fucking do okay, it. Okay, so is it not the best scene in the movie? I'm only going to ever dance like that now for the rest From of now my on. life. It's like it's like a twist, 
but like a 60s twist. We got one arm they're out gyrating down. and they're hippity dippities. I oh love Ray God, Milan's dude. dance too, where he like doesn't move like, his hips at all. He's trying though. He's moving a little. He's getting that. Ooh. And he looks so bummed. He's just like, fuck, I hate Not me. having a good so, time. So Diana's like, I have just the cure for you. And he's like, for my eyes? Because please, this is hell. (laughs) And she's like, no, not for your eyes. That's incurable. That'll probably drive you mad and kill you eventually. What I have the cure for is not having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) We got you covered there, Ace. (laughs) And he's like, I guess fine. We're going to have martinis and and cutting rugs. So uh, I love that they cut. They cut to the syringe. It's like 10 milliliters or 10. 10 milliliters, doctor. Or 10 cc's, doctor. And he goes, Perfect. Perfect. And I'm like, what are they? What doing? are they doing? By the way, there's your, there's more of your heroin reference right there. Yeah, they're pushing. They really make it clear. It's and it's not heavy-handed. It's I no, love not that at all. Touch. And then you go, they zoom out, and it's a doctor behind a bar adding vermouth to two martinis. I'm like, you're doing this wrong because the mar- the vermouth needs to be incorporated into the drink during right. the chilling process exactly. rather than a, a vermouth or you, float. Or you rim the glass with it. You 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 do a rinse. Yeah, especially if you've got a syringe. Just give me a Just little, a little whoop, whoop. Oh, around perfect. the edges. But this is the 60s. But you know how this much vermouth were... is too much vermouth? Any vermouth is too much vermouth. I disagree. If you're I know. We... A, if you're using a quality vermouth like Antica Carpano... Oh, well, that like you that. just drink that neat you or could, on the rocks. Or you could make a correct martini, which is two mm. to one. Ver- look, I love cold booze in a glass as much as you do, but I'm, <laughs> just, I don't. I just want cold vodka. I don't. That's what I, I don't want. call it a martini because a martini is the marriage of gin well, or vodka it's, in your case. Yeah. Although it's technically not technically a martini, it's, if it's vodka. Yeah. So it's that marriage of gin. Which has got that bite, that botanical bite, and we we booze talk on here yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah. but I like it, and and that sort of the the sweetness of the fortified vermouth, which also adds that sort of mm-hmm. like dry overtone. So the marriage of those two flavors with the salinity of the olives is what makes it a martini. So personally, yeah, that's what that I dig that. And um, one of our patrons, John Shiby, is a uh, I always he's a bartender, but he's also a, he is a mixologist. Yeah. He has a degree and he like has a record for like most drinks made in a minute. That's at, awesome. At somewhere, so he knows his shit. And John, if you're listening, hit me up and tell me if I'm correct or if Carl's correct. I think it's a matter of taste. Sir. I think it's not, and I think John's gonna settle it for us. Yeah, I let you like mine dirty. I like three ounces. I can't. Of, you know what we need three to do? ounces of tattoos. <laughs> Some olive brine, you shake the shit out of Here's it, what we you need pour to do. it in a glass, well, and you drink it. Ah, but if you're making it dirty, there is definitely no vermouth, because no, olive juice vermouth. and vermouth do not play well together. No, you're, they don't. You're, but what is your olive juice serving as? It's going to be. It's, it's like serving the, as your yeah. vermouth. What you and I need to do is we need to find ourselves a dusty alley with some tumbleweeds. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we each have a shaker on our hip. <laughs> we draw, we pour it into each other's glasses. Into each other's glasses, and then we drink. <laughs> Done. Dude, That's another short film. Let's have a martini shootout sometime soon. Fucking A. I'm so I'm excited. always down for that. All right. So, okay, but for real, here's my note. That house party is off the fucking chain. The suits that all the dudes are in. They, everyone the looks 60s sharp. The 60s dresses. Yeah. Those big beehive hairstyles are the big kind of like, um, I mean, it looks like Mad Men because Mad Men takes place in the 60s. Yes. But it's not even that, Carl. Remember when we watched The Young Racers and I fell in love with the decor? Yes. I want to I live want that in house, that house. That apartment, the bar set up, Changed the, everything. Changed nothing. No. Like the, Give me the rug. The low fireplace. Yes. The brick wall. The, the yes. different levels. Two bars. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. Marvelous. I want the suits. All of the design is like, Bird will probably call me on this if she ever listens to this episode, which she won't. Um, but I, the design is like all this mid-century modern meets... 
there's like a couple of the, there's a a specific design called the atomic. It's called Atomic Age. Yeah, there's, they use it in the Fallout series a lot. There's some Atomic Age design in that, and that's perfect for the '60s too. It's this perfect swinging '60s yep. party pad. It feels futuristic, but in that retro retro way, it fucking it love feels that. like the like the Brady Bunch meets the Jetsons. The Jetsons. Oh my god, I was just gonna fucking say that, dude. Mm. We've been, Carl, we've been together too long. Uh, no, <laughs> we have not. finishing each other's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> See, you just rickled it. With I your, did. Your, your <laughs> <laughs> um, Donations. So this, this, uh, this lovely young blonde comes over and she's like, I like intense men. She's the only one in this that is a little bit not good at acting. Yeah. She's, Danielle's her, even she's like, a Russian I feel sleeper. like she knows somebody. <laughs> Is she Roger Corman's... Did you watch this one first or second? First. Okay. Yeah. So she stayed up through Viking Women in the Sea Serpent. Sure did. Flying on a half a cookie. Oh, dude. She was By then, she was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Why is everybody blonde? Because <laughs> they're Scandinavian. We'll talk about that next <laughs> yeah, week. I know. I'm just curious because I want to know where Danielle's right, cookie well, experience hit because so this movie's about to get real trippy. It's about then... Because it's right after the surgery scene. Because I wrote it down. She's like, I wrote down, Darnell's getting a little high. Because she just looked over at me with big doe eyes. He's like, Carl, did this movie change the claymation? (laughs) (laughs) No. Still real people. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, Mm-hmm. Still I real people. I'm positive. Did you put pee in your eyes? Daniel? Did you put pee in your eyes, Daniel? <laughs> Dude, I watching this movie. I will not lie. There was regret where I'm like, I have to watch this straight. I for know, the show. me too, dude. But this is definitely one I will be spinning. It's as soon as he hits the carnival because you know. Oh hell yeah! After the malpractice suit, he's running away, and he immediately goes to the Jersey Pier, essentially. Wait, and wait, like, don't go, not yet. Oh, I'm not going there to yet. Get the murder still. Oh my! Oh, that's right. But the wait, whole reason why he leaves. So, oh my God, Doctor. So while Doctor Doctor No Guy. Well, we're still in this one. We're almost there, but I want to hit the naked dance party because this is the bit that I think could have been so creepy in 2019, and yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's the it's the because what this happens is where my is, note was like remember when being creepy was kind of funny and charming yeah that, i have the same note i oh my god carl my note literally says uh somehow not creepy funny and charming what the f- we have been together we- too long. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's out on the floor dancing with this blonde and he's not having a good time but then he, you see him go like ah my eyes what the fuck and when he opens his eyes again she's naked yep and he go, and he gets this grin on his face, like, oh. But it isn't like a malicious grin. It's, it's like, not, oh my gosh, I can see people naked. He's amused, but he's he's a doctor for starters, yeah. and so there's, I got that's no excuse. Like doctors right. can be creepy too, but like he, his grin is like, huh, this is so well, shit. Look at all these other naked people. He's looking people. around and he doesn't find it. He's not in any way like oh, I have a boner now. He's looking no. around like this is so fucking absurd like how funny is he's this? delighted by it yep. in like a like 
Huh. It's like they told me if you get nervous when you do speeches, just imagine everyone naked. Well, this is what that would be like. Oh my goodness! And of course, there's like a, <laughs> there's like dozens of double entendres. Oh my point, god! It's just like yes. So, are you having a good time? Do you like what you see? And he's just like, I do. I yes. do. Yes, absolutely. Qu- quite a I bit. Not? Huh. So, oh, I like that you have a birthmark just above your. Well, when Diana pulls him away. I like that he fesses up. I think yeah. that I think part of him, part of him not being him creepy, fessing yes. up to it. Because like, by the way, I see you naked. He could have just been like, "What a great party! Let's stay here for three hours." Right? Why don't we go back to my place and you can sit on my couch, like with your crotch towards me? You know, <laughs> right. he could have been super fucked up not. about it. He because he and but he doesn't want to panic everyone else, so right. he does tell her he's like, "I feel like I'm seeing you for the first time, wink, Diana." Wink. And she's nudge, like, nudge. "She's like, well, what do you? Well, that's that's great. It's I've let my hair down." And he's like, "And what a lovely birthmark on your third rib." And she goes, how could you, <gasps> oh, you see me. And her reaction also helps it to not she be She softens creepy. it quite a bit. Yeah. She turns and he goes, uh, she, uh, he goes, I think it's him who goes like, oh, don't remember, don't forget, I'm a, I'm doctor. a doctor. Yes. And she goes, well, don't forget, doctor, I'm a woman. And you're yes. like, <gasps> oh, oh my God, go have x-ray sex. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just and like they, it's it is it is a charming funny yes. scene. I, it's one of my favorites in the movie. So at this point, that don't goes, fly today, boy. He goes. I mean, it. Do, I think that's. I think that, that works. Shot like that would work. I think. It, well, what I mean is, if someone today revisited this movie today, like we did. Yeah. If someone, you could spin this for people, and I don't. Think, I don't think you. I don't think that scene would bug anyone. Honey, listen. Okay, that scene would bug certain people, but those yeah, I was going to say <laughs> those people need to just calm there's a down whole a pan full of people getting triggered by that shit. Yeah, so. but yeah, but yeah, I our, know. our stance on the sh- well, my stance on the show, I dare not speak for you on on subjects as touchy as these. But my stance on the show is, look, if you're watching this scene, it's bothering you. You need to you need to look at at how easily offended you are, because this scene is very fucking tame it, yeah this is so it's chill. so vanilla yeah ice so cream. like maybe raise your bar for offensiveness right because this really is fairly innocent or if it does then you can just turn it off you can yeah like everyone's entitled to their own thing but man i would do a little self-exploration mm-hmm. if this was bugging you i understand if we fucking offend you for sure yeah we <laughs> we, we are way hairier than this this yeah. movie is um <laughs> we say really wretched <laughs> shit on here sometimes, <laughs> which is why we have the explicit tag. Exactly. But um, yeah, man. So the next thing, this is where the movie to me goes horror. So far, it's been sci-fi, but sci-fi fun romp. We see we see Doctor X. He's in the a room with Steve and Diana, and he's got his tie open, and he's sweating, and he's walking around, and he goes. He go, they're like, you have to run. You need to stop. You need to, and get, you need to get out of here, here because malpractice is coming. They are on the way right now. Yeah. You, you need, can hear the sirens. Right. Like, you need to go. The malpractice thing, you're, you're going to be in trouble. The malpractice thing is the tip of the iceberg here, buddy. And he turns to Diana and he, with delight on his face, says, oh, you don't understand. I, I, and by the way, I wrote it down. Her name is Diane. Her mm-hmm. character, Diana Vander Vliss's character's name is Diane. So he goes, I look at Diane. She looks a perfect living dissection. And I'm like, that's horrifying. Yes. Partly the the idea of looking at her and now his eyes are to the point where all he sees is a flayed body. That's horrifying. Yes. What's more horrifying is how delighted he is at it. This is where this movie 
takes a horror turn. Mm-hmm. And this might be a good point to re- uh, to, to bring up the Stephen King, the Stephen King con- yeah. connection. One of the reasons I was thinking that exactly this feels very Stephen Kingy now. It does. This is and even the long setup of getting us to know yep, all these characters. Absolutely. One of you can see his influence. One, uh, there's a book by Stephen King, and obviously Carl and I are huge fans called Das Macabre. And in the end, Stephen King makes a huge list of all the books and all the films that he has read and watched that have influenced or mm-hmm. inspired him. It's like his list of like, look, if you want to be inspired the way I was inspired, these are these the, are the books out. I would recommend. And X, the man with X-ray eyes is on there. And it's actually one that he digs way into in the text. That's awesome. Like as you're reading the book, there's like a whole chapter on X, the man with X-ray eyes. It's super cool. So when I, I looked, I was looking through my Corman collection and I, you're doing that, the new thing, the long walk with the King. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I have that movie. That's awesome. And we're doing Roger Corman. Let's watch that one. And this is where I have some, it's from that book where I have some inside baseball about the ending, which has always made the ending infinitely better in my own mind. But we'll get there. I want to reveal it to you when we get to the- Oh, shit. You you set it up and now I don't get to know until later. I know. It's the anticipation building. (laughs) So Dr. Steve gets a sedative. And he's like, we're going to put you down. Here's what we're doing. You're clearly very fucked up. Like you, you're, you're beyond your own ability to control yourself. Right. Shit is getting weird. So I'm going to give you a sedative and buddy, we're going to take care of you. Things will be okay. We'll figure out how to do the, how to continue your research, how to help you. So roll up your sleeve. And X's, Dr. X's response is, no. (laughs) And he hurls his friend out of a 10 story window. And you're like, what? Oh, uh, wait, a second ago you were delighted because Diane looked like a corpse. I was writing a note and I heard the glass break. I'm like, what happened? Is that some, is he falling out of, he's falling out of window. He's, wow. He, okay. Uh, body falling. That seemed, that escalated very quickly. Holy shit, you murdered your best friend. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you seem a little calm for just having checked, chucked your best friend out of a damn window. Shock they're me. very, they're very calm about it. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's dead. <laughs> You should really run now. I, Diane's dialogue is literally, I think, my God, you killed him. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> and he goes over and looks down and he's got it like, he's like, huh. Yep. And then he turns away and he goes, he was my best friend. Not like, no. he was my best friend. He's like. He states it. He's like, oh, I don't know if you knew this, but he was, he was. actually my best friend. The the doctor I killed was my was best friend. recently deceased. Also, didn't know if you knew this, Capricorn. So anyway, I'm going to, like the way he delivers Favorite it game? so... Part cheesy. <laughs> I n- never could get never him to get... myself, but I did I did play it with him from time to time because, you know, we're friends. And she's like, shut up. You need right. to get you out of the leave. hospital. You just murdered a doctor who was a Capricorn, your best friend, and who loved Parcheesi. God, wow, that information did stick in my head. Uh, get, <laughs> run. Run away, Mr. Jim. So my my only note for that was murder out the window. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's so like so abrupt shocking. and unexpected. Uh, this and now here we are. Here we are at when when uh, Doctor X becomes a carny. He just when we're just there. There's no like. He's running down the stairs. Newspapers sh- pop up like doctor on the run, murder, murder on the loose. Dude, who doesn't? I fucking you love, love those. it too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Doctor murdered. 
catches you up, allows some time travel to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can jump ahead. But then, but then I'm like confused. Like, why are we in a carnival? What's hap- What's happening? We right find now? out eventually. Well, he's on the lamb. Right. And where do you go when you're on the lamb? I actually have a note about you this. You go to the to the boardwalk. I wrote down. I love when we use super superpowers for like weird fringe dingy cons. Yeah. There's something about like it's used a lot. And even but if you don't, I, I think to get effect most of the time. Even if you don't call it like a superpower, this to me is the same class of thing. It's a movie trope, like the beginning of the Bourne identity. Mm-hmm. When Jason Bourne is pulled out of the water, they pull the bullets out of his back. He has no memory. He is Jason Bourne, but he's working on a fishing trawler. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love stuff like. You know, like I used to be an assassin, but now I'm just a woodcutter. Right. You know, like there's something really cool. About, oh yeah, you know like what I'm Clint Eastwood about? and Firefox. He's just living alone in the woods, chopping wood. Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven. Yeah. That too. When he's like ultimate gun, like season one. Check out season one, our episode on Unforgiven. That was a good episode mm-hmm. too. But like he is the most one of the most legendary gunmen of all time, and now he's a pig farmer. Yeah. Knowing what he is. And seeing him doing like the most menial, dumb thing instead. So knowing like what we know about James Xavier, and seeing him do a mentalist act, the is so cool. Yeah, I love this movie trope. Every time it pops up, I'm just like, ha, ha, ha. but he's got a medical degree and he can see through you. And he he's, is so much more than what he's you doing, see. Like, cheap tricks with it. It's anytime you see, which allows him to get the best of like the hecklers and things because he isn't just the mentality yeah. bit was really cool. But uh, I actually wrote. I have a I have a note on this. There's I think there's more going on. Hey, I'm off. Um, there's more going on in this scene. Then I think we notice if you just watch it casually, the mentallo bit is played for laughs. They even have the, the like the customer people being like, ah, ha, 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 yeah, gremlins dude is back again. I yeah. love that. <laughs> but um, seeing, I don't know where that came from, but seeing Ray Milan's flat, joyless delivery mm-hmm. of his shtick. Kind of you realize like he they're all laughing because he's doing dumb one-liners because what you do in a carnival act is you make dumb dumb one-liners But seeing his flat delivery of it. He gets no pleasure. No joy. He is in hell Surviving is all he's doing. It's not barely that this is a really like really excellent scene and then when you know that that passes and uh, Mr. Rickles comes up to him and he's like He's like hey all I want is is to make a buck, you know all, all I want to see is happy customers. I'm Don Rickles. And he goes, <laughs> Don the Lips Man Rickles. Yeah, and he goes, well, what do you, what, what do you want, Mr. Mentallo? And then he goes, first, money. And there's this big, long pause. And then he goes, and then to open my eyes. And you're like, oh, you never open your eyes because, because you, they're always, you can your see vision your... is so fucking intense that if you don't keep your eyes closed, it's unbearable. Yeah. So he's going through life with his eyes closed. Just to give it that extra. I love the evolution of his glasses. Because he's got like dark Jim Jarmusch style glasses yep. on. Some Ray-Bans. Yeah, it's like that way. He's got like cool Wayfarers. looking Wayfarers yep. on. And he's, but like he wears them all the time. He never takes his glasses off. And he never opens his eyes. Jesus. And then, yeah. We end up with welding goggles by the end. But. And so there's a... <laughs> The ne- one of the next bits we see with uh, Ray Milland is 
when the woman falls off the she gets chucked off the ride she gets hurled Dude, off the carnival ride 60s were a terrifying time man <laughs> watching watching the footage of like the salt and pepper like, shaker oh look at that oh it's and I'm the like, tilt-a-whirl there's like that's not wait safe. it's a tilt-a-whirl with no cage and no one's buckled in and there's no bars it's kind of just not like safe. sit tight hold on to the edge of your seat right. and if you let go you might die. <laughs> you might get thrown from the ride. It's like roller coasters with loop-de-loops, but no Nothing no strapping you in. You're just like, we hope it goes fast enough to hold you in. And Centrifugal you, force will keep you pinned to your seat, you see. Usually it does. Like, I'd say a good 65% six of, out of 15 times you're going to stay in your seat. And the guy goes, did you say, did you say six, six out, out of 15? 15? That's less than 50%. Look, I don't know percentages, but I know that six out of every 15 people that goes through the loop-de-loop doesn't fall to death. So uh, you're getting on a what? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, yeah it's 1963. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Do it. Uh, before we get started, let me just <laughs> light this cigarette. Ugh. Here, honey, smoke daddy's cigarette for me. <laughs> um, but that, that woman falls off and she busts her leg. Yeah. And, and two ribs. And two ribs. And he runs over and he's like, get the fuck out of my way. He's <laughs> so gruff. My note is, I love Ray Milan's gruff carny persona. Right. Like, he, he kneels down and he's working miracles with his pissed smelling eyes. <laughs> so he sees her broken leg. He has Don Rickles going like face up a splint for Oh him. my God. Go find me two pieces of wood and some rope. I'm like, he just what he is pulls he? him out of his <laughs> jowls. <laughs> He's like, I, I carry these around I got these in my cheeks. Just I'm, for such an occasion. I'm half squirrel. <laughs> I've been chewing on these for years. <laughs> Takes them out of his mouth and just turns into Snoop, Sloopy the dog or whatever. Going up here. Dude, you do a really good whatever that dog's name is. Uh, Droopy the dog. Droopy the dog. I'm Droopy the dog. <laughs> Don Rickles. Going up here. He turns into Droopy the dog like you just did. That was amazing. Bingo. So he's splinting the, le- the leg and the guy goes... Oh, she's got a broken leg. And in the first of two major fuck-ups that Mr. Uh, Dr. X has in this thing, he goes, yes, and two broken ribs. And everyone immediately is like... How could you possibly know that? But see, you can't tell when people have broken ribs. Yes, but I can see it, you see? Well, I love when the, the one bystander goes... You're a healer. You can see inside. And Ray Milan looks at him and goes, shut up. Right. He does, too. <laughs> like, He's just straight up, shut up. The way that he says shut up is so fucking, like, dismissive. And, like, I immediately shrunk into the couch. Yeah, I'm like, like, I will shut up. I'm, yes. I will shut up. I'm sorry, Mr. Milan. It's my one of my yeah. favorite deliveries of that ever. He's a healer. He can see inside. Shut, shut up. up. <laughs> He's doing the leg. All right, like, I guess I will shut up. The doctor's here, and he's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he just fucking runs You're away. You're a healer. You see people. Yeah, and this is when Mr. Mr. Rickles, Rickles gets all flaps ripples. his way over to him. Just flip, 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 flip. As he's walking behind him, you hear. Mm. <laughs> as his skin, his, his face folds. Are just <laughs> so he's like. Yeah, so you're doing the carny thing, see, but what I think we should do is literally a con. Mm-hmm. It's a scam, is what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is a, is let's go be criminals. Take advantage of people who don't have money. Right, so poor people often get sick. I don't know how you do what you do, but I think it's a con. So let's go fucking fleece poor people. And, yes. And Dr. Xavier's like... All right. We'll do it. That sounds... We won't even ask them for money. It'll be a donation. <laughs> they give whatever they Whatever they, can. they Doc, can. they give whatever they can. And you're just like... <laughs> like, ooh. You're like, Rickles, you... 
I, I see I what you're doing. I immediately don't trust you. It feels like you are a bad guy in this <laughs> room. So then he finds the nicest little three bedroom. <laughs> the, the warehouse at the, the bottom of a skyscraper. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> One of my. So there's the like the the waiting room is full of crates of crates I can of shit. only assume marijuana spelled with an H probably because it looks like the like the they're also not the, actual crates they're just like cardboard boxes that have the, the drawn the marks on marker, yes and they're like <laughs> these aren't even real boxes are there we any, can't even afford real boxes are there any more rooms yeah too there's a there's a bedroom and then there's a there's the a sto- there's a back storage room it's a storage room about half the size of this one don't ever come into these rooms i will only say this once if you ever set foot in anywhere ever that's not this first room i will be very upset and my note on that is oh he's totally gonna go into those rooms even though the doctor asked him <laughs> so nicely not to yeah gruff ray milan <laughs> was like being demanded that he didn't so guess what he's gonna do he's probably gonna go to Exactly that. Yeah, but they never actually really bring that up again because he doesn't do anything in the other rooms. He has his like seer room. He has his chill out, chill out, sleepy room. Chill out, sleepy room. Which, by the way, looks like the. It is like the room. If okay, if you sit down on your couch. And you shoot heroin into your arm, your room immediately turns looks into like the room one. that Dude, he's in. So, I don't know why it seems so cozy to me. Uh, yeah, I uh, he he he. <laughs> 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 so I told uh. <laughs> Shooting, shooting up, sir. <laughs> Whatever. Shooting up, sir. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, thank you. I do Scottish. You I do, do just I, droopy I do, the dog. I do droopy the dog. But like, his room. I wrote down. So there's. Heroin's a- bad for you, sir. <laughs> I don't even. I could just like have you do the rest of the episode, like reading your notes as droopy the dog would be delightful. But um, so his room is. There's exposed pipes on the wall. There's no light. Mm-hmm. There's this ratty bed Dingy. with that like rusted like metal bars headboard. And I wrote down it's it is because he we see him at night after a long day of like telling people what they're getting going to be sick from or whatever. And he he puts the drops in his eye. And it's it's almost like in Only Lovers Left Alive when they drink the blood yep. or in uh, a scanner darkly. When, when, they pop taking some, the drug, yeah. when they pop the substance D. He puts the drops in his eye. Have you ever seen um, Panic in Needle Park with Al, no, Al Pacino? No, I have not. There's a scene in there where Al Pacino shoots up, and you see you see the like, oh, the eyes go loose, and then eventually, they're like, you know, you're holding cotton on your arm, but eventually your arm just goes down, and you just... And then that's your... So you see... You see Dr. X do his eye drops and he like gets up so heavily and he lays down on this ratty bed in this fucking dingy basement bedroom. It's a heroin pu- moment. Dude. It totally is. And he gets the shivers on the bed mm-hmm. and he lays down and he goes, he's like, oh, and he opens his eyes and he can see through up. He can see up through every floor of the building and see all of the people. He says later, it's one of the most beautiful lines in this movie when he goes, Sometimes at night I look up and I see all those people, the weight of all those people above me crushing down. And you realize it's also the weight of having to see, see sick people sick, yeah. every day. Exactly. So, dude, it's it, seeing him like lie back on the bed with the shivers and start to trip out this horror trip. This movie is purely horror. Seen too much. Point. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. Oh, this is when Darnell's getting a little high. They start to look like claymation because at one point 
<laughs> I think Don Rickles comes in and there's a shadow of his hat on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's when he's talking to walking Diane. To, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, is there a cartoon bat on the wall? I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, is there a cartoon bat on the wall? I'm like, you mean the shadow of his hat? Dude, I gotta get whatever. Oh my gosh. She's in, holy like, fucking shit. She's like, I thought the cartoon bat was on the wall. I'm like, that no. That is amazing. No, it's, it's his hat. It's a shadow of his hat. And she's like, okay. See? Right. See? Here he comes. Here's Don, Here's Rickles. Don Rickles. He's not gonna hurt you. Mm-mm. He's got funny lips, though. <laughs> He's got clay lips. Yeah, he's like, the, I think know, it was when Don Rickles showed up that she was like, did this turn into claymation? It was. As soon as Don Rickles as as showed Rickles up, she's up, like, this is getting a little claymation-y. And you're like, you're not wrong, actually. You're not wrong, though. You know, nope, the, the movie's real, but Don Rickles but Don is Rickles definitely, definitely claymation. made a claymation. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to sing some California Raisins he's, for us. He is soon. real life claymation, as Don Rickles is. So Diane shows up, and she's basically like, what the fuck? Yeah. Get in my car. We're, getting We're out of here because this is dumb. This is stupid. And Don Rickles is expensive. And this is as much money and as this we can is a, to pay him. And then they fuck off. Dude, Rickles' line is fucking place. harrowing on their what? way out. When oh, he's like, shit, yeah. He goes out to that room of sick people and he goes, because at the point at that point, uh, Ray Milland and Diana are, are headed out of the building. He's losing his golden goose. Yep. And he turns to the sick people and he goes, "He's no healer. He sees inside you and he puts the sickness in." Yeah, it's fucked, fucked up. up, dude. Like watching that bit, like these old women who have cancer and You're this like, old what? guy with like his like lung disease or COPD or whatever, and he's like, "I came here for help," and he's like, "He's he the puts one the who sickness he, in you." The he puts the sickness in you, and like Reagan Fonda Rickles, but that's no nah. awesome. Yeah, I love really, Don Rickles. I'm giving him shit, too, but like. It's it's we're giving him shit with love for sure because Absolutely. he's really good in this. Like his his like crooked carny is so good. Yeah, I mean, you can you can afford him for ten pages. You use him <laughs> use as much, him as, as, you much can. as you can for ten pages. So they get in the car and they're driving. And I had seen the movie before, but the second she's like, "We're gonna need money," I'm like, "Vegas, Vegas, baby." Because where do you go, man? If you need you need money, and any- there's a place across the desert that has all the money you could ever need. <laughs> where they're gonna go count cards with Charlie Babbitt, <laughs> dude? Like. Oh, I, I, I love slash hate this scene so much when he's the, the, uh, the Vegas shit is so bad. And I really, do yeah, you think? I, I, think I, so. I love it. What I dis, no, I don't even dislike it. I found I found the movie to get boring as shit as soon as they hit Vegas. You think so? I started like, because <laughs> there, uh, yeah, it's so, just there's so much time spent. Like, are we gonna watch the whole hand play out? We are. We're gonna watch the whole hand with no like dialogue, with nothing mm, okay. else happening. It's just really slow. Me personally, I'm okay with it. I dig it mostly because I like. First of all, I will watch any movie that gambling has gambling stuff. I love gambling Casino stuff. stuff. Yeah, I me love too. Card playing. I'll watch. I would probably watch if you sat down like Michael Fassbender, Tom Hardy, and then uh, like Shia LaBeouf and had them play like a full game of. It's called Poker After of, Dark. Of you can poker. watch it. It's on NBC. Really? Well, maybe not those people, but they get Hollywood actors and play poker with. No, nah, it's got to be those. Gotta okay, be those no, fair enough. Yeah. Hey, what am I even saying? Why would I want? Why would watch I want to watch Topher anyone Grace? else? Right. 
<laughs> and Emilio uh, Estevez. Yeah, Emilio Estevez and Topher Grace just shooting it out hand <laughs> after hand. Right. But can you imagine With like Daniel Negrano? Like you guys are really bad at poker. Can you imagine Tom Hardy and Michael Fassbender sitting across from each other no. playing cards? Yes. Mm. I, they don't even have to play cards. They just, just hold cards in their cards hands and like and look at each other and occasionally look at the cards. And then look back up. The hand never resolves. Nope. Just that. Show me that for two hours. I'm fine. We have really low standards for build. Shit. Um, Okay. The slots one. No, I was going to try and like come meet you in the middle ground. But no, I like the slots thing where he's walking by and he's like. That one's about to pay out. He's like, that one's two, two plays away from a jackpot. And she gives it gives her the quarter. And she's like, I never, I don't gamble. He yeah, goes, it's, it's not he gambling. Gives her the money to, to. He's not the one playing the machine. She is. I think that was an interesting. I was wondering if it, because it seems at first that he's doing it right. Spread your winnings out. Yep. Play at different tables. And don't I be all stupid about how. We'll talk about. Yeah. What, at the end of the blackjack scene. I can see all your cards. Fuck, like, dude. Come on, dude. Like I, I wrote down in quotes. I said. Uh, I think Dr. X is showing his hand. <laughs> yeah. But like, oh, at first I'm like, he's very smart. This is good. She's, Get a few dollars here, she, a few dollars there. Yeah. And yeah. he can have her win the slots. He'll be like that machine and that machine. Play that one five, she this wins. one three. Then I will go and play some cards. I'm going to play some cards. Uh, what I'll and do is split, yeah. I'm going to do blackjack for a bit. Then I'm going to move to poker. Then we're going to hit a different casino. Yeah. You win. We're going to play Vegas for a month and not get fucking caught. You don't. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. You're like, how much have we made? We made we've made eleven thousand dollars. All right. Well, that guy's looking at us. Let's cash out. Tell him we're coming back mm-hmm. tomorrow. We're like, hey, this place is hot. We'll see you tomorrow. Then we're going to go to the other end of the strip. strip and we're going to hit head, the horseshoe. Right. We're going to start heading back this way. And we're going to ping pong it so we're not making a run right we're out. We're going to keep a list. Yep. We're going to rack up and no no big winnings. We're not going over 20 grand anywhere. Anywhere. Period. Anywhere. And we've got to lose, too. Like, this is an operation. This is going to take some time. Yep. But instead, he goes and sits down at the blackjack table and, like. How much money is in this casino? million? We're not done until we have all of it. I wager $2.3 million. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) 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 they can't can't kick us out of here for winning. No, actually, they can. They can totally do that. They often do. And the pit boss can probably pull you aside and put you in a little room and question you. Yeah, you're probably gonna, you're going to be detained mm-hmm. if you only win for 20 hours straight. Yep. <laughs> like, he sits down to play, when he sits down to play blackjack, and the the pit boss comes over and starts dealing. Yeah, he's the, you know you're in trouble when the pit boss is fucking dealing. If the pit boss is dealing... And you already look shady because you're wearing welder's glasses <laughs> and wayfarers. <laughs> like, you look... You look he's got uh, wayfarers under welder's glasses under, under like, pieces of lead. And he's like, so you don't look suspicious at all. But you, st- and yet he's still looking around, like seeing stuff. And they're like, there's something wrong with this yes. guy. <laughs> but my one of my favorite, seriously, what you do? Okay, the pit boss comes and deals, lose two hands and leave. Yeah, be like, ah, well, my luck has clearly run out. Oh, you know, I guess that I guess it was the dealer who was, uh, mm, you you win, lose right. a couple, win one hand, lose a couple more. You're gonna sacrifice like a grand or two or more. But you're still walking with 15. Lose, lose five grand. Yep. And be like, I guess fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> you, you're Fair throwing enough. off my game, buddy. Ah, my juju's the, gone. You send the cooler over here. Of course, I'm going to shit. Right. I know you guys and your coolers. See, All right. I should go play a casino shit, sometime. This, just the way we're talking about it. I'm like, I've lost interest in the movie. And I'm like, Carl would be fun to we go play. We can round her for a bit, man. But, uh, but yeah, man. So remember earlier we talked about 
hubris mm-hmm. where he's like, I'm gaining on this the gods. This is exactly it. The, the hubris is what continually like gets him on like unfurls him yep it, it fucks him every time and that is totally class that's traditional greek he wants he wants to show people how powerful this he is, is like the yeah absolutely this is like the the fatal flaw in any greek theater which yep. is when you believe your own hype too much you're gonna get slapped down and when he goes they can't stop me from winning and he goes i'm closing this table he's like fine i'll fucking clean you out at that table i'm like that's a bad decision, Don't sir. Don't do that. This is cash your chips in. Cash him. Sits cash down. Him. Pit cash boss. Cut. I trust you. I'm like, Don't cut the fucking cards. Cut the cards and start losing or you're fucked. Yep. Now. <laughs> this is when you start losing. So he goes, he goes, I'll keep winning and I'll show you all how to win. And I'm like, like, don't take a card. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'll stay. What are you doing? Don't take a card. The next don't one's a face card. card. Yeah. He goes, he's got a 16 and the next one's a face card. I'm like. What are you... The only possible way... Is he committing suicide right now? Is that what yeah. he's doing? I'm like, in a in a world where not everyone in the universe knows about your eyeballs, the only way this up. is possible is... Oh, the, the, right, yeah, yeah. You okay. are cheating. Yeah. This is not possible part of me was unless like the, you're cheating. Part of me was hoping with this was him showing that like he's getting out of it. Like, the next one's a face card and a six turns up and everyone loses their money. Right. And I was like, okay, he's really, he's really, but no, it's a fucking face card. And I'm like, you fucking dummy. And the dude has a 16. What the fuck is wrong with you? Call it. Yeah, there you go. Call it wrong. Call it wrong. And like, I mean, he's like, no, hold. And then all the people are pissed off. You're like, ah, fuck. I fuck. I'm, a, I'm a shyster. You know, like, right. oh, he's a, he, he was just, he's doing a mentalist routine or like, right. you're still, Whatever. In, you're still yeah. in deep shit. But when you call it exactly right. Because pit boss has got his nose Dude. up your fucking asshole. You are in Vegas. By the way, you have cancer. You might be. <laughs> and another thing, Pit Boss, you're going to want to get your liver checked out because right. you have pretty advanced sclerosis. That's a cool tattoo, by the way. I like that. Anyway, <laughs> like what? are you doing what are you doing dude remember when you buried the monkey by the tree you're gonna be in the desert like seriously you're going to be in the desert are you picking up what i'm laying down dude because this is not this is a mob town in the this 60s. is this is not a fucking walt disney world <laughs> vegas guys this is fucking like vegas vegas and this is 1963 vegas this is not this is the rat packs vegas. vegas man yeah 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 like like Fucking Dean Martin will hit you over the head with a shovel and bury you out in the desert. And he's a nice guy. Oh, my God. So. You show Aces too many times, you get buried up to your neck. When they, when they like, knock his glasses off, dude, those, those contacts. Are amazing, dude. The black and yellow black ones. Black and yellow, yeah. Per- black and yellow, black and yellow, black Fucking and yellow, black the, and yellow. Those effects. Those, those contact I backed lenses. away from it. You can... Those contact. I'm, I'm keeping. Sorry. I'm keeping an ear on it. But that contact. Those contact lenses are as good as the Evil Dead all white contact lenses. Yep, they're they're fucking fantastic. Amazing. And I love that reveal because we've had him with sunglasses on for a while. They even have a, a kind of low key version earlier where his eyes look normal, but they have black, a little bit of little black, bit of black yep. veins coming up. But those black and yellow ones are oh, like, amazing. Oh, and it gets even better. Oh, I can't even with the fish eyes, dude. So he's like. He's like, I'm out. Yep. He, he goes out and steals because he can't see, and because the glasses are off and his eyes are open. And Vegas PD is on you now. He sees like, and the mob. Well, the, the helicopter says California Highway Patrol, which I thought was interesting because they're in Nevada. But whatever. Well, when you're shooting in 
<laughs> not Las Vegas. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, what it was is we're fast forwarding a month. And it was he's, he's, he's finally been hauling <laughs> ass. He's been driving for 12 out, 15 hours or whatever. <laughs> he's there. That helicopter just, keep, they're like, the Vegas guys are like, he's out of our jurisdiction. Call ahead. Call chips. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I wrote it down. I'm like, that is legitimately a helicopter chasing a swerving ass car. Yeah. The footage is slightly over. It's a little bit overclocked, but, but that dude much. is, or, or whoever it is, is is there. Right. They're all over the road. Okay, and look. Best stunt driving we've seen yet is probably Jackson County Jail. Oh, fuck yeah. Because that truck driver. And that's driver, another Corman flick, too. That guy did not give a shit. Was sh- it Corman? I think it's a, it's a Corman double feature. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. But, like, whoever's stunt driving for Tommy Lee Jones in Jackson County Jail yes. does not care if they live or die. Nope. <laughs> they probably they probably are on a six-week. They, they, they've got their bad news. Right, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy has terminal cancer, yeah. and Roger Corman's like, you want to drive one more time, Rick? I'll do it. And he's like, what am I driving? Saddle me up. And Corman ch- rips his pee bag off. Tosses in the keys. Oh Fuck yeah, God. dude. The way that that stunt driver drives, it was probably like 10-year-old Zoe Bell. Probably. Dude, it's the most baller stunt driver you've ever seen, but this is pretty good. You want to do captain's mask? Or whatever she <laughs> calls mask. it. Ship's mask. But dude, captain's mask is when you get in trouble. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's when you get tied to a, right. to a pole and they whip you <laughs> they for whip an hour. You, yeah. And then they drag you in the ocean water for after that. And if you live, you live. If you don't. That's not a good way to go. <laughs> um, they, so he's driving his car around like all crazy. It rolls over. And then uh, he's looking at nothing but the road. But then you're like, he's probably seeing through the road into the well, I love center the, of the planet. The, I've, we haven't really talked much about the like trick photography effects they do where like it's a room full of skeletons. Yeah. And then the footage is blown apart where they because footage is the way that the way that film used to work is it's colors layered over each right. other. And you can actually create the, the effect using a really cool thing called uh, what the fuck is it? It's not colorista. It's. I have some program on my computer where you can manipulate digital footage as though it were film, and it'll, you can split colors uh, like they do in this like they movie. Do in this. Yeah, because it's like green skeleton overlaid a red skeleton overlaid a blue, split, yeah. and it's all blown apart a little bit. It looks really trippy and fun, which is why I'm. I so, wish I had the cookie. No wonder I'm Danielle so je- was going nutty. Danielle's watching like skeleton tricolor skeletons swirling like kaleidoscopes, and she's like, "There's no way this is really in the movie." <laughs> <laughs> I can understand now a little bit more. She's like. Carl, I would ask you if I'm seeing what I'm seeing, but there's no way I'm there's seeing no what I'm seeing. seeing. I'm Meanwhile, you're like, man, these swirling tricolor skeletons are pretty cool. Ah, poor Danielle. Wonder what she's seeing. She's just seeing <laughs> See the same shit. She like she goes sober during the craziest scenes because she's like, this is too wild. Let's see while her brain's like, click it over. <laughs> We're good. We gotta we gotta straighten out because <laughs> we've gone too far. Um, but did you notice when when uh, Doctor Xavier gets out of the upside down car and he stumbles forward? That the own there's a huge street sign that's a railroad crossing, but they have it shot at such an angle so you can't see the R's, and it's just a big X. Oh no, that's really cool. Yeah, there you Missed go. That. So they're god damn. We it. just see a railroad. He he like stumbles forward, and it's it's just a big yellow X, and I'm like, hey, just like the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they waged it. <laughs> Subtle though, because I didn't even, I didn't even catch it. And that's when it, this is when it gets. Weird. It gets really weird. The very end of this movie is like the last five minutes. It's are like f- what? Is, what are you doing? Because you hear like Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hey Jesus Christ! Little revival camp in the middle of the desert. No big deal. Little pop up revival little in the upper. middle of the they Vegas got, desert. They got their they got the folding chairs just on sand. Yeah, this is a, not a it's this a dirt is not floor. Yeah, 
<laughs> this is like their little band of travelers was like, this is a good spot. And they put the tent up. Yeah, that, exactly. This is, this is a traveling. And he follows the sound because oh. he's like, and oh my God, his acting gets so good at this point where he's yeah. walking and you realize that he's not walking because he's concussed. He's walking because he sees he his brain does not have the language to see to tell what he's seeing. Nope. So he's bumping into shit because he's seeing things on like a molecular level. He's, he's just, seeing to the center of the fucking universe. That is sir. the best. One of the best monologue yep mini monologues ever because he walks in and then the preacher's like we hate sin if you want to be with jesus come on come up, on up and of course ray milan gets to be first in line and they do we don't see his eyes until he looks up at the priest and his eyes are pure, pure black. black that is they're so glossy they're the huge they look like plums and it's amazing gorgeous amazing oh. effect the makeup department killed it because it's not just like black it's horrifying it's not just like black lenses Mm-mm. the entire eyeball is yeah. covered like it looks it, you it's can insane. you can almost like, see it like through his lids and like way deep in the in the yeah, tear duct oh it's, it's like nasty. the biggest it's it's kind of it's fucked like up they to took look at. grape skin and put it over his eyeballs like pure black like ink like yeah. you, you his eyeballs look like you could dip a pen in them and write yep oh god it's so good carl it's one of the coolest effects i've seen in any I was movie ever spooked too i saw i had a little bit of a dream about it last night i was like no is that when danielle just like threw up and fell <laughs> on the like, floor bah! and she's like i can't watch this no, anymore she was, like, she was so happy to have sea serpent next like, <laughs> she's like jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah she was she was having a bit of a time because I, I hadn't even thought of it until we talked about it but like those black eyes would just wreck me yep i know done. i'd see that and i'd be like bird well, we gotta change this simpsons simpsons yeah, put the simpsons the, on that's the go-to <laughs> simpsons of futurama simpsons i'm like will bring you down oh yeah for sure we're oh, good family guy yeah family guy simpsons futurama yep. you just sit you sit really still you, you get just, a blanket on you and you watch your you, you, you start watch your you anime. slowly start to giggle yeah you know and what then okay. learned this recently you know it's a mistake mm. anime no, don't. anime is a bit too intense. No, that's you start with that, and then the, you recover with the, the only one that that is decent. If you're if you're not too, don't flying, watch fucking Ninja Scroll when you're Miyazaki's high. great. Miyazaki's mm, real Spirited fun. Away fucks me up. A little when, intense. Yeah, but like Howl's Moving Castle. We watched Castle of Cagliostro, Lupin okay. the Third. That was real fun. Nausicaa Valley of the Wind is a great one when mm-hmm. you're trying to... Uh, you know, Princess Mononoke, too much. Yeah, Way that's Way too heavy. intense. Don't watch that one. <laughs> Here you guys go. <laughs> it's the Carl and... The Max and <laughs> Max Carl and <laughs> Studio Ghibli. All right, so... Ghibli? When Ghibli. Studio... Stu- I have always said Studio Ghibli. Yep. So when he's... Uh, so he looks up at the priest and the priest is like, what's your, you know, like what, what sin have you seen or something? Who cares? The priest says right. something. And then Ray Milan just owns the movie for like a minute, 60 seconds. And he goes, what have I seen? I've seen, I've looked up and seen a great darkness and beyond the darkness, great whirling patterns of light. And even further on beyond the lights into the center of the universe is the great I always watching us, always seeing us. The I, the I, and you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck did you see? Like, what? That's my. I'm like, what did he see? He, what is what he seeing? What is he seeing? Is and he, he seeing the center he saw of the, the did universe. He see the center of the universe. And what the? What is the eye? Like, we all we see is incomprehensible colors. But holy shit, dude, it's so haunting the way that he delivers that with his. And he looks sad. He looks so. He doesn't look horrified. He no. doesn't. He just looks so mournful. His eyes are like so 
he's he's gone too far. He's gone he's way gone over. Beyond. Well, I'm like his brain is like done. Can't do it anymore. And it's like so. There's so little left to like comprehend. There's no. You've seen sin, and the Bible tells us what to do. Matthew when five. Seen. What you do is pluck it out. You gotta pluck it out. Pluck it out. Pluck it out. Pluck it out. And guess what he does next, Carl? Does he pluck him out? He plucks him out. The Shit. last shot of this, Ray Milan reaches in and rips his fucking eyeballs out. He looks up, empty, gaping eye sockets. Freeze. Cut. Credits. credits. You, uh! you ready for the original the original ending? There's a reason they end on a freeze frame. Ray Milan has one more line. He goes, he pulls, oh, his, fuck. He no. pulls his eyes out no, and no, he no, looks no. up and he goes, no, I can still see. Oh, fuck. I had a thought that that would be what it is. They, they, Stephen King talks Even about it. Even with his eyes ripped out. Dude. That would be a little too much for some people, I think. Heavy as shit. So every time I watch this movie. You have that. I have that line in my head, and I think it improves the ending yeah. by like a thousand percent. That's, wow! I know, man. Ow. My Ow. the hairs on the back of my neck, and I knew I've That's, known this for ages. Yeah, and it still gets me. I can <laughs> still see. <laughs> That's fucked up. Dude. I know, isn't it, bitching? Oh, that is fucked up. And if you pay attention to the movie, they set it up earlier when Steve goes, the the eyes are a straight shot to the brain. To the we brain. don't know what it's doing to your mind. It's not you his eyes. You don't even need your eyes anymore. It's, his brain. it's your brain. It's that third eye. Because <gasps> he even says something one about in one in the middle. He goes, you had a preference? That's the fucking third eye. The third eye. God damn He's it. like, one drop in each eye. Do you have a preference? And he goes, yeah, one right in the middle. That's your... The third eye. The inner eye. The one that out of fluoride has got you, all banged up. The anyway. eye you can't tear out. Come on, dude. It's when, like, I love this movie, and I always... I always forget that that line's not in it. I've seen it like two or two times, maybe. But you're three probably times. hearing it though now. I do, I mean, yeah. yeah. Every time I watch it, and like they do the freeze frame, I'm just like, I can still, I can still see. see. I always wait for it, and it never comes. God, that's in there, but fucking amazing, isn't it, killer? And you it's can still a great ending. And you can it, with that. I mean, that's yeah, with or without, it's amazing. But like for me, I always play that with. And I, one of the things I love is seeing seeing how the script is structured so that it builds it, you up it was, to that. Yeah, it should be there. So oh wow, so. That is X the man with X-ray eyes. Fucking dig that movie, man. It's it's a for me it's a great blend of that cheesy. There's a reason why Mystery Science Theater 3000 didn't do X the man with the X-ray eyes. I think it's like it's enough. Not, it's there. not a And if they yeah. if I'm if I'm incorrect and they have done it cuz they've done such a wide They've done they've also they did done this island movie, earth and things yeah. like that. So yeah. but it's it is cheesy. It's a 1960s mad scientist slash horror flick. Mm. But there is more going on here, and it's not in a heavy-handed sort of way. It's this movie, I think what keeps this movie out of, by the way, Roger. And the perfect runtime for this. Hour 19. Perfect um, runtime. I, I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about Roger Corman, and he hated the term B-movies. So yeah. uh, he preferred to have all of his films called exploitation films. So I will, that's the term I will use from now on. But like, cool. This is a mo- this is an exploitation film that is too well executed to fall to, to, to sit there. It, you're watching it and you're like, it's like a long episode of the Twilight Zone. I was waiting for it. No, that's exactly what it is. It's like Outer Limits, Twilight Zone. Yeah. It's, it's like a feature length episode. It's honestly it's crazy. Like if if they'd if the footage was a little bit better, like if it didn't look like it was shot on eight mil- on like sixteen millimeter mm-hmm. or whatever. 
if you if there was a way to make the just make the footage look modern, yeah. this would play today. I think so. Totally the same. It, this would play today fine. Yep. Like I, oh man, I really really love this movie. This is one of my favorite Roger Corman movies, and I'm glad you dug it. Yeah, too, I honestly. really really dug it. All right, so. Uh, if we hurry, we can do it in one. So right. well, let's, we already, we already our did patrons. the Patreons. Yeah. So that's Check us out. Uh, send us an email at uh, measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. If you like Roger Corman, if you don't like Roger Corman, if you like us, you don't like us, let us know, and we will chat back at you. We will chat back you at you. You don't even have to be a patron for that. We'll just chat back at right. you. Right, and the Patreon one more time is patreon.com slash quillinfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. We're going to be doing lots of really cool stuff. We don't have enough time today to talk about it, but if you listen to the next episode, Carl and I are kind of switching up our Patreon plan because some shit happened. Yes. And boy, is it awesome. So anyway, that's it for today. Um, Stay tuned. Uh, Next month, we're diving right back into Roger Corman. Corman. But... I almost said Mormon. More that's Mormon. A, that's a different thing. It's more Corman, but it's not the Corman you've you've come to know so far. We're gonna go in a different, wholly different, a whole different Corman direction. Oh. It's real fun. So stay tuned and uh, you know, keep both eyes open. <laughs>